0: Welcome to Cast and Wax. My name is Jordan D. White. Now, those of you who are regular listeners to the show—which probably is everyone who's listening to this—I can't imagine this is anybody's first episode. But uh anyway, those of you who are regular listeners to the show will know it's been a while since I did an episode. Well, as I'm sure your iTunes has told you, I'm making up for it with a giant episode that's practically twice as long as some of our other episodes. Um I think well, it's definitely twice as long as some of our other episodes, but probably most of our other episodes, approximately. Anyway, why haven't I done an episode in a while? Well, it comes. To onto to a lot of things basically i've been really busy and i i haven't had the chance i i can't believe what a lazy bum i am i used to do the podcast once a week now i do it, it it's been over a month it's been five weeks the longest it's ever been between shows why well i don't i don't know i mean i guess the show used to be easier to do it used to be shorter used to take less coordination and less work but none of those things are really are huge excuses i just wanted to let you know i'm sorry it's been so long Hopefully you'll dig this episode. It might be the last episode of its kind. But before I talk about that, let's introduce our other co-host, shall we? Right here next to me is Mr. Frank Allen. Um, Hi. Hello, everybody. Uh, I just want to start off also by apologizing. Um, I'm sorry for my behavior last time I was on a podcast. um, I was a little drunk, and I, I am apologizing for that. I, uh, No, Frank, you must be mistaken. I don't think you were drunk. No, I was. I was. Well, you couldn't have been, because you swore up and down that you weren't. I, yeah, I know, I know. I know, I know. And that's, yeah, that's part of it. I was a jerk when I was drunk. And I apologize for that. I am not drinking right now, so I won't be like that today. Oh, that's good. So you, you're not going to force alcohol down my, my throat this time? No, and so I'm, yes, no, I'm very sorry for that, Jordan. I'm really, really sorry for that. Uh, I did not mean to um to do that. You didn't mean to do That's an interesting way of putting it. So it was an accident. No, I mean at the time I meant to do that, but I'm saying that my I wouldn't have done that if I were in my right mind. It's not something I generally feel the need to do. Make me drink alcohol, right. Well good, good. It was the you know, it was the alcohol talking, so Hopefully you'll forgive Well, Frank, of course I'll forgive you um, because you're my friend. But, you know, the alcohol, it was the alcohol doing it. That's kind of a weak excuse. You were the one who drank the alcohol, so I think you're responsible for your own actions. Well, yeah, no, I am. Of course I'm responsible for my own actions, and I'm sorry. That's why I'm trying to take responsibility for my actions now and tell you that I'm sorry I did it. Well, like I said, you're forgiven. Thank you very much for apologizing. In addition, I think you you should probably apologize to to Rory. Roy Sinjin who's right here next to you. Oh yes. Well, I don't think that's necessary, do you? Yes, you were you were incredibly rude to him. Well, that's all right, Frank. You know, it's really not that big of a deal. Uh I do forgive no, you. No, no, hold so. on, hold on, hold on. Why do I owe him? An- I didn't do it. Any- I didn't try to force alcohol down his throat. I mean, he, you know, he made fun of me for being drunk. No, he didn't. Actually, yes, did. I distinctly remember him making fun of me. Well, I should say I didn't. You did. When? What did he say? What did he say about you? I don't remember what he said. I just remember I have a very distinct memory of being offended by him and his behavior towards me. Go back and listen to the episode, Frank he didn't say a thing about you. Yes, I, I thought I was on my best behavior. Thank you very much. Unlike some of us. See, there he goes. There he goes right there. Can't let me live a thing down. That's not Frank, that's not not letting you live a thing down. That's just he's he's right. You were behaving wretchedly and he was behaving quite nicely. He wanted me to lay off you, in fact. Yeah, that'll be the day. That well, it was the day about 5 weeks ago. I don't believe you. Well, that's your that's your choice, I suppose. Rory, um, you know, what do you, what do you have to say? Well, you know, I I am aghast, frankly. But you know, my name is Rory Sindron. I'm an extra historian. I am the dean of the Queen's Institute for Extra-Historical Studies, opening its door to students this fall. Um, the first class is pretty much all selected, but we are still taking a few more incoming students. If you if you act now, you can reach us, of course, at our website. They can look up your website. They can look up your website. They, you know, you don't have to advertise everything about you on the stupid podcast. But um, so that's Rory, and uh, we do have one other co-host of the show, which is Mr. Scapeway. Hi, everybody. Hello. you. I'm sure everybody's good. Um, Scape is my cat. He's a little gray cat, and uh, he can talk.
1: Yes, that is true. Now, Dad, I have something to bring up with
0: you. What's that?
1: Well, on the last show, uh, I talked to Petsy Kennedy, and he said that
0: I'm Fortress Fuzzbottom, really. Skape, come on. You're going to listen to that guy? He's crazy. Dad, he gave me some good reasoning, because think about it. How many cats talk? Well, Boo talks.
1: Well, Dad... She doesn't talk on the podcast.
0: She's been on the podcast before.
1: Well, she's not here right now.
0: No, but she does talk. Look, the point is, she's not Fertriss Fuzzbottom, clearly.
1: Well, okay... F- yeah, that's yes, right. But then,
0: how does Doctor Staroff exist? Okay, Scape. No, this is—we don't want to get into this. This is silliness. Um, but you can talk because that's what you do. You have special abilities. Not all cats have it. Maybe, maybe they do. Maybe they're hiding it. The point is, you're not Fortress Fuzzbottom. You played Fortress Fuzzbottom in the show Epic Echoes, which ended last uh, last podcast a couple weeks ago. But you're not actually him. Okay, if you say so. I do say so. You're not. You're not. You—he's a fictional character. I made him up. I made all of the characters in Epic Echoes up. Then
2: how does Doctor Staroff come yeah, on the yeah, show? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to talk about I don't want to talk about it so okay let's move on let's move on what I do want to talk about is um, the future of the show so my plan is that I am going to keep doing the show in some capacity it's just not entirely clear what capacity that's going to be more than likely there's going to be some experimental shows where I'm trying things out and they may or may not work but um We'll see. In addition, I have tentative plans for everything. I mean, everything you can possibly imagine. I'm, I'm considering doing notable ones. Well, let's talk about the notable ones. Obviously, I love recording music, so I want to talk. I want to record music all the time. In addition, I want to do like more of a, a chatty podcast where you just have people on and you just chat with them. In addition, I also have considered very, very, very strongly doing an all-new serial, not a serial that's related to any of the serials that we've done before, a totally new one that I'm still brainstorming. Also, I've thought about bringing back guard duty and doing more guard duty. So that's a possible... But these are all like like such loose possibilities. I don't know if any of them is gonna happen. One thing I do know that's gonna happen is next episode of the podcast. It's gonna take me a little bit more time to work on it. I I'm thinking maybe it'll be out in a month, uh hopefully in the month of August. I can't I can't guarantee it because the thing I'm planning to do for it is super special. What are you planning to do? No, I can't. I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. I don't want to spoil it because it's just so much fun. There are certain people who know what it is and if you bug them enough, I'm sure they'll spoil it for you. But I'm not going to spoil it. Not right now because I, I really am excited about it. Follow me on Twitter. You know, Crackshot with a uh, zero instead of an O. And, you know, you'll see me doing little hints about, about it, I'm sure. Um, but definitely do follow me on Twitter because I do enjoy uh, Twittering. And also, I... Um, I Twitter about Sailor Moon every morning, every work morning. And that's an exciting thing. Oh, and the other reason it's taken me so long to do my show is that I have this new iPad. It's amazing and beautiful. And I named it Serena and I love it and I want to caress it every minute of the day. I'm trying not to. Here I am doing a podcast, not caressing it. You don't understand how difficult this is for me. But I am I am here recording the podcast, you know, because I care. Because I give a damn. So let's talk about how exciting this episode is. What you might not realize is last episode, because I I didn't realize it until just recently. The last episode of our podcast, the previous one, I mean, uh, it aired the last stuff that was ever part of the Welcome to the Wax work radio show. Everything on this show tonight is not from that radio show because uh, all we've got left from the old days is the first thing we're going to be playing, Ultimate Debatatorium. Ultimate Debatatorium did not air on Welcome to the Waxwork. It aired in a very special uh, position of at the end of a Waxwork uh, marathon, at the end of my career on the radio. So this is all stuff that was not part of the Welcome to the Waxwork TV show, radio show, but all stuff that was from afterward. First, we've got Ultimate Debatatorium. Then we've got a Frank Allen interview then we've got a scapy story, very exciting stuff very, very exciting stuff. In addition, hopefully by the time you hear this, uh, I will have updated the website, because I've been working on it, I'll have updated the website to include all the episodes of Frank Allen Interviews and all the episodes of Scapey Stories downloadable separately as not part of the podcast. So you can go to the same place where you can download episodes of Epic Echoes and Guard Duty in the radio section of the website and you can download the Scapey Stories episodes and just listen to Scapey Stories. Maybe you're going on a road trip and you want to, you know, be scared to death while you're driving by how scary Scapey Stories are well you can do that now. You can download just scapy Stories. You can download just the Frank Allen interviews if you want to have that hard-hitting feeling, uh, without having to listen to all of our blabber around the sides. Which would probably be wise because you do end up making fun of my bits <laughs> a You shouldn't put your bits on display and we won't make fun of them. Well, that's not what I meant. I know, but I was, it was too good of an opportunity. Yes, that was very good, actually, Jordan. Well done. Anyway, uh, yes, so let's, let's, uh, move on. So this is a big, exciting show. As you can tell, it's super extra long because all of those three things are all super long. Um, but they're all quite good. So hopefully you'll dig them and they're all themed around the same thing they're all related to each other which you will soon realize so before we get to our show we do have a couple of you know normal things that we do that we have to deal with uh the first one has to do with our good friend the drunkard oh now come Mr. on frank allen it's a- Thank you, scapey, for doing that Apple watch theme song. Frank, since your drunken escapade, how have things been? What have you been up to? Well, I, uh, not uh, not a lot of great stuff, I'll be honest. Well, you're not drinking, so that's good. Right? I mean, no, I'm not drinking, mostly, uh... Mostly because I, I am broke. I don't I can't afford to drink. Oh, I was hoping it was because you realised what a what an ass you made of yourself. No, I mean I did. I do realize that. Once I got sober I did figure out, wow, that was that was really jerky. Um but I, it wasn't a choice to get sober, it was it was a necessity. I couldn't afford alcohol. Um now all the money I get uh from panhandling on the subway I spend on food. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did you say panhandling on the subway? Yeah, I've been spending it on food because. No, 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 no. Hold on. I'm saying you, that's how you're getting money? what how, Don't you have a job? No, I lost my job. You knew that. No, I. Yes, I knew that, but I thought you might. I, I thought you'd get another job. And why didn't you go back to the fast food place? Well, no, I tried that. I did. Uh, it's just I. When I left, I told them off really bad. So they remembered. Why, why did you do. Okay, well, let's. We can deal with that some other time in the past, possibly. But the point is you. So you've been panhandling. Yeah, I. Like I'm not proud of it, but I, you know, I spend a lot of time in the subways anyway because they're air conditioned, uh, you know, and I I don't have anywhere else to go. So well, why don't you just go home? Oh well, uh, be well because I don't uh, I don't have a home. What, Frank? Wait, hold on, hold on. Are you saying you're homeless right now? Yeah. Uh. Well, yeah. I uh, because I when I got arrested, uh, uh, Thomas Edison asked me uh to not. Uh, be living at his house while I was a uh, drunkard and getting arrested. So I had to move out of his house. Um, so, since then, I've been, um, like I said, m- uh, making making uh, do with whatever I can. And uh, I've been staying on the subway a lot. As long as you uh, can stay awake, they don't bother you too much. They? The police. The police. Um, because if you look, I mean, again, I have nice clothes still because I haven't sold those yet. I'm getting close to selling them. I have these pretty decent clothes. So I, I look like, I don't, Smell like, but I look like a uh, a pretty well-to-do, okay guy. So I don't get hassled too much. If I fall asleep during the night, then I get hassled. Frank, well, Frank, no, that's really terrible. I'm sorry. We did a song about calling you a name and all that. No, no, it's it's okay. Look, these things happen. So I'm hoping that I can, if I can just find a way to get a job. There was a movie with Will Smith. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he he was homeless for a little while. But um, I mean, that's a movie. So of course, I mean, there's lots of homeless guys who don't make it. That guy did, but you know. Yeah, but if I can just work hard. No, enough. see, that's that's actually it. That movie sort of ticked me off because it it was reinforcing this ridiculous uh 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 kind of hideous stereotype that all all that the poor need to do is work hard because here's this guy who, like, goes all the way to um, being homeless, and he works to being, like, a like a millionaire. And so you can point to that and go, you yeah, know, see, America's a country where anybody can do it. You know, you can go from being homeless to being a millionaire. It's like, no, one guy did it. And, of course, that's the homeless guy that they're making a movie about. It's not like they picked a random guy, and he worked really hard, and they followed him, and he became a millionaire. They made a movie about that guy because he was a millionaire who used to be a homeless guy. But the large vast majority of homeless people, regardless of how earnest they are, and regardless of how, oh my God, why am I even talking about this? This is ridiculous. This is the kind of stuff that makes me want to, you know, rise up and overthrow the government again, like we like we almost did that one time. Yeah, remember that? That was good. Yeah, it was good. And if we had done it, I will point out, we would have replaced the capitalist system that is in place that got you kicked out of your house. So, but I, I guess I got the signals wrong, and uh, we put it off. So we put it off. I mean, it was a joke. Is, I did, was that... The, it was a joke, was what I said? Yes, that was what you said at the time. Was it not a joke? No, it was. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Joke, 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 It was quite funny. Um, anyway, so, um, Frank, well, you're homeless. Ah, <sighs> wow. I mean, I, you know, now I, I feel guilty. I kicked you out of my house. No, no, no. Don't feel guilty. I understand, you know, you have a wife, and, you know, I I wasn't the best house guest in the world at the time. Um, I just... Uh, I just hope that I can find somewhere, you know, somewhere to go, so I don't. Have you can to... stay with me, Frank. What? You could stay with me. You could stay at my home. You can. You can. You could stay with me until you're on your feet. I can. I can give you a place to stay for a little while. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, what? Okay. What's the gag here? There's no. There's no gag. I'm saying that you can stay in my home. I'll allow you. Stay in my home. I have, you know, a guest bedroom and everything, so, you know, it would be comfortable for you and you can, you know, shower once in a while and have somewhere to keep your clothes that are, you know, decent clothes, and you can wash them in my, you know, washer and dryer. And, you know, hopefully you can get a job and not have to stay here forever, but for now, if you'd like, you can stay in my home. Well, well, but... But you, I mean, there's, there must be... This must be a joke no it's not i j- jo- i'm not joking i'm I'm actually serious. You could stay in my home look, let's not make a big deal out of it this is it's already becoming too much If you don't want to stay in my home that's fine you know? i do i do i do i do i i I would be very honored. To stay in your home. Are you serious? You're really going to let me come to your house? Yes, yes, all right, yes. I, you know, you could drive with me back to my place after the show, and you can, you know, clean yourself up a bit, and you can stay there for a little while until you can get back on your feet, please, just, you know, go out and get a job, of course. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to, of course I'm going to get a job. I'm going to take whatever, whatever's the next job I hear about, I'm going to take it, because I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be homeless anymore. Well, actually, Frank, um, we, we do have some news on that front. What? What do you mean? Uh, we have a... Well, we got an email here. You got an email? For me? You got an email for me. Are you serious? Yes. Uh, I, no, absolutely. Um, here is what it says. Uh, I'll read it to you. Uh Dear Mr. Frank Allen, I am dismayed to see that you haven't yet applied for our open producer position at Exposed. Given your skill set and your obvious desire to host a show, I truly think this opportunity would be a mutually beneficial one for you and for our company. Since you did not find the original job description suitable, I would like to update you on some new developments. First... As I previously mentioned, as the producer of our section, Curious About Serial Killers, you would be expected to record and produce webcasts, which I thought in itself would be a great host opportunity, but now I write with the exciting news that Exposed is currently in negotiation with Fox News to produce some TV segments based on our web columns, and Curious About Serial Killers is one of them. If this goes through, whoever is producing the online stories would be hosting the Fox segment. In addition, we have already planned our first story, and I thought that this might sweeten the pot as it seems to directly involve you. We are opening our serial investigation with the tragic death of joseph smith near liberty new york a couple of months ago originally called an accident there are new reports and the me is now not clear as to whether it was an accident or possibly involved foul play there are details to discuss in person however i thought you might want to be involved in this investigation as our primary suspect is the very same person you have been investigating in the death of alan thomas of binghamton i can't think of a better person to crack this case wide open exposed may be the first to connect these murders and expose a real serial killer I hope that I have succeeded in piquing your interest for our cask production position. I would love it if you could contact Sharon at the email address below for an interview. I really look forward to meeting you. Sincerely, Philip DeCrosse. I'll take it. I'll take that job. I'll take that job. That is a job I will take. I will take that job Alright uh, I'll get you the email And you can we'll uh, we'll email him After the show Oh my god This is amazing I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on Fox News No I Well it says It says they're in negotiations a, So that means They're gonna put the, They're gonna put it on the air If I start filming stuff They're gonna put it on the no, air No no It says they're But I'm saying that They're saying They're in, in 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 negotiations To do that Fox News might not do it They might say Oh it costs too much Then we'll make it cheaper Or they might say We don't want it Like the point is, It might not be on Fox News They're in negotiations With Fox News But they might not be But, but even so It's a web- Job and it's an investigative journalist job, which um, is what you want, even if you're not incredibly qualified for it. But I'm qualified. I can do that. I can do all of the, it's about it's about exposing Lynn as a murderer. I can do that. Yeah, well, it doesn't say Lynn. That's who I. It says who, Alan Thomas. Lynn killed Alan Thomas. We all know this. Everybody present. I think is familiar with the facts of the case Lynn Nelson killed Alan Thomas and apparently she also killed Joseph Smith I'm assuming he's not the Joseph Smith who who started the Mormon religion no no it says a few months ago it didn't say in Salt Lake City a zillion years ago well regardless regardless whoever this Joseph Smith guy is in Liberty, New York Lynn Nelson killed him I already know because they told me. But now I'm going to investigate and I'm going to find the evidence that shows that this is the case. Plus, you know, we're talking about Frank Allen interviews. You can go on there and you can find the, the murder investigation that I did about Alan Thomas. And I, I exposed, clearly exposed Lynn as having killed him. So possibly we'll, we'll, we'll work on that as well. This is going to be excellent. This is going to be truly, truly excellent. Great. And all you got to do is shower. And Rory's got you a shower you can use. Yes, Rory. Rory, thank you so much. I know we've had our our differences in the past with you being, you know, a jerk to me and and, and me, you know, being hurt by it. Hang on But I I seriously, I seriously appreciate this. This is such a nice thing for you to do. Me being a jerk to you. Because seriously, to put aside your feelings for me uh, uh, and, and let me do this, this is so nice of you and I... I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough. Wow, this is great. People are mending fences all over the place. People becoming friends. You guys are going to be like the odd couple. Well, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. You know, it, we're not going to be roommates. You're just going to be staying at my place for a little while. Well, we are going to be roommates. We're going to be living in the same apartment together. We'll have to make up a list of, you know, who's going to do what chores at what time. You know, things like that. No, I mean, it's not your apartment. It's mine. You know, really. And, you know, I'm sure you will do some chores. You know, because to chip in because I'm letting you stay at my place. But it's not your place, it's it's my place. Well, while I'm there, it'll be my place too. We're going to be it's going to be great. It'll be just like uh just like in college when people are living together in college and they they stay up late chatting about their their dreams and stuff. That's going to be you and me. You no, know, I have to go to bed early. I have a job. I have to get up in the morning, you know. I can't stay up all night. Ouch. Way to way to rub it in. No, you're go you're going to have a job soon enough. Look, d- this is not the point. I'm
3: I'm going to let you stay in my home. Isn't that enough? Do I have to be nice to you about it too? Oh well, yeah, it's only the decent thing to do.
0: You're the one who's being. Oh, you just are twisting all the facts. All right. Now listen, you can stay at my home. You have to be good. What am I a dog? Well, I was thinking more like a child, but you know, fine. You want to be a dog, then I hope you're toilet trained. Who trains are their- dogs to go in the toilet. I mean, I mean, I, you know what I meant. You meant you're going to walk me on a, on a daily basis. That's actually a pretty good idea, because like I said, when he stayed at my place, he stayed in the house all the time. Kind of stunk the place up a little bit. Oh, well, oh, come on, Jordan. It wasn't that bad. Like You don't smell yourself. That's like one of the one of the key rules of life. You can't smell yourself. Well, thank you for the advice, Jordan. I, I will keep that in mind. I, you know, I guess this just worked out nicely for everybody, um, except for Scapey. I,
1: rats, rats, rats. Why'd you say what?
0: I'm saying everybody else is, is is one big happy family now.
1: I was happy because I was sleeping. Why did you raise me up?
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You can go back to sleep.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, let's let's start with our uh, our big uh, our big show of big shows. Um, first of all, we're gonna start right off the bat with Ultimate Debatatorium. We did a show called Debatatorium 2006. We did a show called Debatatorium 2007. Ultimate Debatatorium pitted the winner of the first show with the winner of the second show to ultimately answer the ultimate question. Let's listen to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Debatatorium, or what I would like to call Ultimate Debatatorium. Uh, this is, I want to call it Ultimate Debatatorium because this is, we're going to have two amazing uh, debaters. First of all, the Debatiator of the Year 2006.
4: I don't
5: need an introduction. This is Lord Phantom Zest. Woo! That, that was we're an introduction, best.
0: though. We're we're Zest. Zest. Woo! the best please and tell us who you are
5: well i am a fashion fashionable entrepreneur an alchemist and let's not forget a time traveler from
0: the uh, what century are you from
5: or? well i would answer that question but uh, i'm being surrounded by this lewd braggarts right now i'm from
0: the 17th the 18th century Excellent, excellent. And, of course, our also debatiator, 2007. That's right. That is more recent than 2006. Yeah, in fact, it's still 2007. Be quiet. Shut up. Shut up.
4: (laughs) Give it to us. We deserve it.
0: It's true. I'll talk when the people are done shouting in the background. We're
4: done. Woo!
0: There you go. No, they're done. Well, I'll, um am testing that out. Okay. Uh, please tell us who you are, sir. My name is President Byron Samuels of the Offense, Offense Academy. The OOA, you're the OOA now? Wah. All right. As we prefer to be pronounced, O-O-A. it's sh- Ooh, Shut up! It's easier. All right. Excellent. Uh, well, let's see. Since this is ultimate debatatorium, uh, rather than the typical A or B kind of questions, uh, we decided to go with a more open-ended, larger question, and it's pretty much the big question. Uh, the question is, why? And uh, since, uh, Lord Zest, you are the earlier debater, we decided to let you go first to uh, tell us why. As right you should. Now, I love why. Why is the 30th letter
5: of the alphabet. I'm sorry, 30th? Yes, 30th letter of the alphabet. You see, in my time, we had a grand total of thirty-one letters of the alphabet. Uh, I do—I have had the opportunity, or rather, the disappointing opportunity—to look at the alphabet of today and notice it, it has devolved quite a bit. Well, you don't have your your square, your circle, your diamond, no, no, your
0: umlaut. Well, that's an interesting uh, bit of history there, uh, and we like history. But you—you uh, you may note that the letter Y is not a question. Uh, I think we mean the word Y, like W-H-Y-Y. the question Why, not the. Not a letter. So does that change your argument at all, I hope. No, not really. No, but Because
5: I I love talking about the 30th letter of the alphabet. It's one of the few things
0: that truly gets my blood boiling in life. So are you implying that the reason... Well, besides fashion, time travel, and alchemy. The reason why is the letter Y. Of course.
5: Does it need to be any more complicated than that? I would have hoped. Well, then you've been disappointed. As disappointed as I have been when I saw this century's alphabet.
0: No, we still have the letter Y.
5: Yes, but you lost diamond. You lost... where? You lost...
0: circle, you lost triangle, you lost a lot. Now we spell those things with other letters. Like what? Well, square spelled with a S Q U A R. That just
5: seems so needlessly complex.
0: Well, it's, alright.
5: You only need one character, and that's a square.
0: President Samuels, hopefully... Yes, Mr. Allen. Hopefully you have another answer of why. Well, first off, I want to respond to Lord Zest over there, because I want to point out the fact he comes from the past, which is where things happened before now in the timeline of history. It's like a cause. And cause Causes are exactly what I'm arguing against. Causes are what caused science and logic and reasonability and all the things that the answer to the question why is come about from. Why is the most insidious question that's ever been asked on the planet because all it does is make people think about things and get things wrong. Now, that is why my answer, or I should say that's the reason for, my answer to the question why is no. Because if we allow why to exist, all people is going to do is try and question the truth. And that's against our rights as people not to know anything. And I know firsthand that I don't know anything. Well, let me- and knowing nothing is better than knowing everything because that way I don't have to question my beliefs. But wouldn't you say a cause is the cause of you not knowing? Absolutely, that's why. I mean, that's the, the reason. But it's cause. A cause a cause of truth and rightness, too? Truth is just there. I'm against causes. If truth makes other stuff happen, that's alright. But, but I don't like causes to happen. But isn't the offense offense academy a cause that you're supporting? It's an effect. Oh.
5: May I just interject I have a, for a
0: quick second? Please. Interjection all you want. It's an effect
5: on other stuff. I cannot take my opponent seriously at all because he deems me a fool. He does not think that in my time here in the 21st century, I haven't done a bit of research and I know what this cause they he keeps talking about it is clearly the african american comedian
6: all research I, does is find
5: as he just try to
6: sell me pudding bill pops. bill cosby is
0: yes. the cause
5: why is he try, why is he trying to bring this up in a debate about why to
0: be fair it's not just him who thinks you're a fool i don't care about you, bill you, cosway you, you i do oh, too all right, um, well, actually okay we've got a number of experts for this very important question and i, do, I think our first one did want to say something please
7: ah uh, yes hello again frank allen the rest of humanity Oh, hi. This is, of course, Thomas Alva Edison. Uh Uh-huh, a noted scientist. (laughs) More than a scientist, sir. Inventor, wizard, time traveler, honorary Green Lantern. And now, for the low price of very little, a pop icon. Yeah, you're biased. You can purchase my phonograph with a free daguerreotype, might I add. You're not impartial. You've been looking for why all your life. Yes, 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 yes. Babble, babble, babble. I think what's really important tonight here, Frank, is not who is right and who is wrong, but who is most like Thomas Alva Edison. Who's that? Well, let's consider for a moment. Lord Zest. Is a time traveler That's like you From the past That's like you But yet he's incredibly dense oh. And also, I'm fairly certain, a homosexual Oh
5: Okay, I have just about headed. Every single last debate has been about my sexuality
7: Indeed, this is about the pressing question of the times, is it not? No, no, it's about why Oh, right, sorry Anyway, but listen, Lord Zest My gaydar does not lie Look, see? Wait, there's don't, a blinky you, light. don't you have to have be gay to have gaydar? Or... <laughs>
0: don't gay be ridiculous people do
7: nothing but try to restrict our rights to have sex with men. No, no, that's what they want to do. And then, of course, right there's President Samuels, who is a man. Yes, from the future, also like me. You're not. You're from the past. Don't be ridiculous. I can easily be both. I'm Thomas Alva Edison. For I guess crap's there was sake. a past before the past of you, so that makes you the future of something. Precisely. Now, also, it's important to note, President Samuels is clearly visible through my nonsense goggles. Meaning, well, I imagine that he either exudes no sense whatsoever, or so much sense that all of my instruments reset to zero. Sense is just a code word for lies. Oh, man. Lit up like a Roman candle. So, So, in other words, he's full of it. He's full of something, Frank. Okay. And let's face it. So uh, are you. If you're going to be full of anything, it should be Thomas Alva Edison. If I was
0: not full of something, I'd be empty, and then I'd be like a hollow. Alright, so you support President Samuels, not Lord Zest.
7: For the moment, until he starts making not enough sense or any sense at all, at which point immediately, I will shift to Lord Zest. I will leave you, Frank, you debaters, you experts, and all of you out in Radio Land, radio, another thing I invented Excellent. through Marconi, my puppet, well done. with a single thought. Why Thomas Alva Edison? Huh. Thank you. And good night. Thank you very much. Now, I would just like to say, I would like Mr.
5: Edison's nonsense, stricken from the record. He is clearly part of the conspiracy against me from the very beginning of this debatatorium tournament. Well, it's... The conspiracy to to claim that I am of the homosexual persuasion. If if
0: there's a conspiracy against you, it's not doing a very good job. You've been winning every time.
5: Yes, but that's not the point of it. The point of it is my
0: legacy. And yes, winning is part of my legacy, but... Isn't that enough? Let's, I mean, let's look at the facts here. You're concerned with... With fashion. Uh, right. You have a British accent. That sounds... All these people trying to win, all they care about is success over all the other qualifications. If you're just out there trying to win, are you going to go out and, and, and make the, the best high quality
5: that you can reproduce? I just don't understand how a man of fashion in your time can be considered a homosexual. In my time, every man is expected to be considered
0: fashionable. Well, that's interesting. Anyway. The dandias are quite a popular species in my century. Uh, okay, now... Now we do have another expert who is waiting on the line. Speaking. Speaking of that, uh, who I think is actually is oddly enough a fashion expert. Please, expert. Well, yes, this is uh, Lord Pentonset. Lord first... says you can't be an expert. You're there. You're debating. I am an expert on myself. No, that's not the
3: ultimate expert on myself and the expert on
0: fashion. No, you can't be an expert on no. And I say Lord Pentonset should win this debate. No, you can't. You can't be an expert. All right, we have a real expert now.
8: Hello, Mr. Allen.
0: Hi there. Who's this?
8: My name is Frangelica Perklebottom.
0: Fr. Uh, Frangelica Perklebottom? That's me. Okay, and please, what do you have to say on the question of why?
8: I'm Well, I'm the founder of Former Philosophers Advocating the Truth. Oh,
0: excellent. Oh, that good, sounds- I, I'm in favor of the truth. Philosophy is no, not so much, but the truth is good enough for me, uh, yeah.
8: Well, our organization is made up of several uh, people who used to be philosophers by profession, um, and in our searches we have come to the answer, which of course eliminates our need for philosophizing.
0: Oh, great, what's the answer? Because. That's a little, that doesn't actually answer, that's... Th- uh, because. Has got cause right in it that's It's true. like you put B in front of cause well, It's, so, it's nothing better it. Than disguising the conspiracy For causes with some Kind of extra letter in front of it no. Stop
5: peddling your pudding pops Now listen I like your concept Here I would just like to revise it a little bit And uh, add to the thesis Because I said so Does that does that uh, improve on it
0: any? N-
8: no oh. the, the whole point of Because is that it has Depth and meaning
0: What's the depth?
8: It's so deep that only former philosophers can understand.
0: And what's the meaning?
8: Again, so deep that only philosophers can understand. That's,
0: well, that's not really It
8: is the universal answer Frank Allen ask why to anything. Why? Because.
0: Oh. This is like a kind of subject and verb in mind. Why is because the answer?
8: Because.
0: Uh, well, why should... All right, how about this? What if what if the answer is not because.
8: You're wrong, it's not.
0: Okay, well what if I'm like why should I think the answer is not because? You shouldn't. You just said it wasn't because. So it's not universal.
8: It's generally universal. But
0: that's not universal if it's not that time. Why are you wrong about it being because? Because. Then you're wrong.
8: But I'm also right. And wrong. And
5: right. Lord Zest. My response still stands because I said so. That's why. I thought the answer was the letter Y. Well that too. letter of the alphabet plus because I said so. The letter
0: Y because I said so. Exactly.
8: Mr. Allen. Yes. I, I would like to point out yeah. uh, that while I sound like I'm a third party here, I actually am advocating Lord Zest's point of view. Oh, really? Um, as you may be aware, many philosophers tend to approach the world in different languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and the letter Y in certain archaic languages actually means because it it represents the word because.
0: Actually, I think it but doesn't it mean something in Spanish, doesn't it?
8: It means and in Spanish. It's not Spanish we're talking about.
0: So is the answer and? Spanish is just exists to confuse people who don't don't speak english huge well, excess to confuse people
8: i if I could clarify... Please. It's not pronounced Y in Spanish, it's pronounced E. E's a different letter entirely. In English.
0: In... Yeah, well, that's what we're talking.
8: You we were asking about Spanish.
0: And they use the letter Y.
8: And they pronounce it E.
0: That doesn't make any sense.
8: It does in Spain and other Spanish-speaking countries.
0: Byron, what? Do you have anything to say about that? Well, the only thing I have to say is that people go around speaking Spanish, they're not going to expect me to understand them, because it's foreign languages. Now, when you've got one letter E and another letter E, and I say, write E on the paper... You don't know what I'm speaking about Because well, you they, speak Spanish Apparently they think you're saying right And on the paper Which doesn't really That sentence doesn't even mean anything You know If you get on a piece of paper And you write something It's like your literacy So you're you got letters. So in other words You have two E's in your alphabets You can have as many E's as you want In your alphabet It doesn't matter As long as you know how to be literate. Li- writing
8: May I help you there President Samuels Yes In French The letter I Is pronounced E What? Yes
0: So they'd be like Hi, E, I'm happy to see you.
8: No, they would say it completely differently.
0: Then that's even less sensical. It's more conspiring against people who speak English. Aww. To speak other languages. All right, well, I think we have another expert who maybe can be more clear about what this is trying to say. Just remember. Yeah? Because. Oh, uh, I'll think about it. Please, introduce yourself, sir.
6: Greetings, radio listeners. My name is Professor Eldridge Kentwood, and I've come onto the airwaves to give form to this rather shapeless debate oh. and announced that I have published an article in S esoterica quarterly. Coming out this April, I have an article about the 5% theory.
0: Uh, About why?
6: It's the theory that states that the government is justifiable to doing whatever it is to combat terror, even if only 5% of investigated cases cause terror.
0: What, now, um, uh, I'm sorry, what does that have to do with our debate?
6: I just simply felt it was a more interesting topic.
0: Oh, well, but we're talking about why, though. I mean, that's a pretty big question. It's pretty open-ended, and I you still found a way to not fit it. <laughs> <laughs> I, Indeed. I think I'm starting to understand here. Um...
5: Maybe perhaps one possible answer to why is there just simply is no reason because there's just simply no reason why this man is here right now. Lord
6: Zest, you are a fool, and I am indeed highly skeptical of your claim to be a lord, for if there is a land called Zest, I would truly not want to exist there. It would In probably point smell of good. fact, the, po- the entire purpose of life is the glorification of myself, Dr. Eldridge Kentwood.
0: That's the reason that everything exists. Indeed. This, I researched the topic before I came in.
6: Uh, my entire life has been research on yourself. Indeed, the glorification of self.
5: That kind of glorification of self and self-love is something I can actually appreciate right there. You got something good going on. I
0: know. Well, okay. Uh let me ask you this. If if I was to say to you, "Hey, what's better, the letter Y or the word no?" What would you say about that?
6: I would slap you in the face for being a fool.
0: I don't I don't like I don't think I'm going to ask you that.
6: If you forced me at gunpoint to answer. Well, that's good. I like that. I would send my manservant to protect me. We have guns. But if my manservant failed to protect me from this threat... I shot him, so... The choice is the letter Y in the word and.
0: Why? I would say the word and is better, for it is less easy to substitute. So your answer to the question why is the word and in Spanish?
6: I suppose so, but it's an immaterial point. Well, not even worth stealing.
0: Perhaps not. Perhaps not.
6: My class is Thursdays from two no, thirty to
0: four. I, I can't advocate that. You're you seem to be kind of mean.
6: No, um, I have I, tenure. I can do whatever I want. I
5: just saw up an alternative answer to your question of Ms. why. Roland. Oh, good. Of, of why sometimes. Sometimes. Yes, sometimes you know when the other ones don't quite work. Sometimes the letter Y, because I said so. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's a separate reason altogether. When the other
0: ones simply don't work. So it's multiple choice: A, sometimes B, the letter Y. No,
5: no, no. A, E. A, E, B, C. No, 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 no. A, E, I, O, and U.
0: Me. No. What? Knows his an- Pre- President Samuels. What do you say to uh, the, uh, the, uh, the guy, the doctor, professor? Well, if things happen like a monograph, or he's a prof, all professors do is tell you answers to things which is exactly what's conspiring with why because as soon as you have why it's like uh, like a question so people go in there yeah, asking things and expect to get answered which is just what academics and Eldridge Kentwoods like to have is people talking
6: like they know what they're saying but, so well where are you gonna go with that but, right but
5: I'm not sure who makes less sense here you or professor Kentwood but but no is an answer
6: no is an answer no Oh. You've taken my mic from me. Oh, give him I'm his mic. to amplitude my voice to ridiculous quantities. Ah, thank you for returning pr- my microphone. Now the eloquence of my voice can be d- poured over the listeners like glistening. All right. Honey.
0: Well, I, 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 can tell you're fond of your voice, but continue to tell us uh, why.
6: Oh, you demand my continued presence on this program. Well, very well then. No, I, I don't demand your presence, well, but if you're going to give for-
0: us your presence, you have to stay with us. <sighs>
6: I already answered this question. The answer for why is so that Dr. Eldridge Kentwood can continue to participate in life to his fullest and be, continue to prove himself the once in a generation intellect. What so about... smart that his, he sh- should, should be allowed to hunt others for sport. Well,
0: what about the people who never meet you? What, what, what why for that them? That is their loss. But why for them then?
6: Their purpose? They're forced to walk the earth, lonely and purposeless. Any purpose they devise shall be a hollow lie. That they will l- be lured to false ends with. It,
0: interesting. Okay. Um. Well, thank you for that. And I guess we've helped r- fulfill the purpose of the universe now. Uh, but uh, we do have another expert to do. To get-
4: Please pause while I say, bah, uh, bah.
0: You just, okay. You said it All
4: twice. All I, the esteemed Dr. Professor Doctor have to say, is that Professor, if he is a professor, Eldridge Kentwood has treated us to the same jingoistic, egoistic, self-serving, Stalinistic, gobalistic crap.
0: Gobalistic?
4: That he has treated his students to for years. All Professor Kentwood is, once again I'm using the title loosely based on the hearsay I've been presented with He's here. not really Kentwood? Professor Kentwood, if that is his real name, is nothing more than a pawn of the government. <laughs>
6: professor Doctor, if that is in fact your real name, I, ins- I vote. Ev- doctor, <laughs> Professor Doctor, my good man! You already heard. Do not
4: insult Silence. me by removing Silence. my Silence. rightly earned titles. You blowhard.
0: Professors, doctors. Doctors, all right.
6: professors, Alan. And Lord.
4: Let me
0: clarify Some of us prize our
6: educational titles. Let me I read clarify. your last Hold publication on. in Scientific Monthly. It was borderline littered. I encourage li- re- listeners to destroy their radios so Professor. they no longer hear this man. Professor. I'm
4: surprised that no. you can not read right. so that you can't even form a coherent sentence.
0: Professor, you've had your say. Hold on a minute. Let me get what he's trying to say. Doctor, is your name Professor Doctor?
4: My name is Dr. Professor Kentwood Eldridge Doctor. So
0: your first name is Doctor.
4: Esquire. Your
0: first name is Doctor. Your last no, name is... No, my
4: title is Doctor. My title is Professor. My first name is
0: Kentwood. Your last name is Eldridge.
4: My last name is Doctor. Your... My middle name is Eldridge.
0: Okay. So, doctor, doctor,
4: doctor, professor, doctor. I'm shortening. No, Alan. DPD. N.
0: Alan N. No, just N. I'm shortening. But you that's the end of my name. All right, hold on. It's more efficient this way, N. Let me ask you something. It's kind of an important question. Why? I didn't
4: come on your program. To answer didn't my questions. that to debate why I had to dispense with this mockery of education coming out of the loathsome orifice mounted on the
0: shoulders. Well, let me of just say this.
4: Human pile of excrement, Doctor Illridge Kenwood. Well, well,
0: he told us why, so if you don't, I guess Fine. he's more qualified. Fine, do you want to know
4: why? I want to know why. Why is very simple. Yes. There is no answer,
6: or academia itself falls on its head.
0: Why is that bad?
6: I would lose my doctorates and professor-tudes. Frank Gallen, I called for the sole purpose of luring this creature out of the wax wax so I could denounce him oh, as a fraud. as if you could ever lure me out of anything, you dirt. I've
4: vested you in every intellectual challenge since right. the bi-academic challenge
0: of last year. Okay, and I think we know why. Now, moving on. Oh, I'm sorry, I
4: wasn't
5: talking for the past five minutes. I was just uh, wondering what I was gonna do when I win. No, that's fine. There was nothing important
0: happened. Not a big deal.
5: Yeah, I kind of figured as
4: much. I also prefer President Samuel's.
0: Excellent. Oh, we got a We got a verdict. Oh, you would. Alright, so, let's see. You voted... No, hold on. Uh, I can't remember who's supporting yes. who now. Yes? You, 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 you supported President...
8: Lord, Lord, Lord
0: Zest.
4: There's only one vote that matters, that of the Dr. Professor Doctor. And you supported... Samuels.
8: You
5: supported well, President Samuels. Well, who... well, as the expert on Lord Vanton I vote for
0: Lord I You weren't I expert Samuels. You uh, don't, uh, Sam. None of you are experts. You're debaters. I,
4: well, I'm not I'm an expert. For sure. I am the most expert of experts. I'm not Hence counting me you. me being saved for the final program. Alright,
0: yes?
8: You are correct. I, Frangelica Perklebottom, former philosopher and current sex phone operator... I'm sorry, do you're, support what? I'm sorry you're what? I'm sorry,
0: you're what? I'm sorry, who? What? What do you do?
8: I'm a former philosopher.
0: No, but after that...
8: I'm a current sex phone operator.
0: What yes. does that mean? Opera You mean like...
4: She operates a sex phone, you do
0: What's a sex phone?
4: A phone of sex! How did you rise to the level of radio show personality without these simple, inane knowledges?
8: You're all idiots, and I advise you to call 1900 900 is sexy if you want to know what I do. The term is pronounced idiotite. My good lady. All right. Sure.
0: Interestingly enough, uh, we are moving towards the end of ultimate debatatorium, uh, which means it is time for the final arguments. Uh, Lord Zest, taking into account everything you've heard tonight, why? As I said before, 30th letter of the alphabet, because I said so, and sometimes. But no, elaborate. Give me the why of the why.
5: The elaboration, quite honestly, has been heard throughout this entire program.
8: Because, it means because.
5: Well, the shortened version, yes. Because? Yes. Because you said so. Because I said so. Okay. Plus the 30th letter of the alphabet, which is why, which and this is, is my y. time,
8: and
0: sometimes when A E I O and U are not good enough. All right, uh, let me ask you a question then, Professor Samuels. Right, President Samuels, I profess nothing except what I say, which I do. Why? No why no well let me explain the answer to that because you understand why is the sort of question that people like scientists and lamissions and all them types of missions like people or logics they go around and they try to find answers and one thing leads to another like a causality or a causation or causeway yeah so so when you have a causeway like that all it does is fog up the issue cause you know if you know what's true, why find out why, I mean, for what reason find out why it is or w- for what reason it is or, or, or try and get more tr- evidence or, or cloud it up and all sorts of things where you might find out you don't think it's true anymore. I don't know what it is. Wow. So people come around and they're trying to muddy up my, they're all trying to confuse me, everybody in the world, but I, you know, I, mean, I got it right and, and they ask why it's just trying to, 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 to muddle me up is well, what trying to I gotta to say, do. If, if there Really is a lot of people trying to confuse you. That would explain it. Otherwise, I don't. I don't know the explanation. But right. there, it, well, yeah, explanations is part of this conspiring too. Let me think. Really, uh, there's a lot to take in. Let me think about this. I um, mean, like, why? No. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Right now, the letter Y is really, really doing it for me. Lord Zest, you are my ultimate debate eater. You know why. It's just because you're reasonable is what it is. Lord Zest, can you tell us why you won? Well,
5: it's just quite that simple. Uh, first, I would just like to have a little bit of uh, victory music in the
0: background. Um, all right. That's... Oh, I, okay. I, they got uh, you something. Ah, uh, th- thank you very much. Music, right. All right, get that out. Thank you. All right. Uh, wh- now, what do you want to say? You are the ultimate debate eater. What do you have to say for yourself? Well, I gotta say, the
5: experiment turned out to be correct. This whole tournament was a complete and total sham. By the way, I first have to just mention that the whole character, Lord Vanden was I'm sorry, a wait, complete you're... total uh, makeup. I'm actually from the future. My name you're is not Lord, Lord Zant-, Zant. My name is actually Lord Zantan Vest from the 23rd century. I came here to infiltrate the tournament and see Lord if someone- Lord Vest? Was- yes, Lord Vest. I came into the 21st century just to see... This is a bit of a historical time science experiment. Huh. To see if someone really as stupid as Lord Van Denzest could win such a tournament. But you are gay, right? Of course not. Now, if you excuse me, I have to go home and sleep with my wife.
0: Oh, well, I guess, uh, then... Were the things... That, well, before you go, were the things that you argued true? Well, of course not. Oh. That's not even my real voice. Oh my god. Well, apparently, the debatatorium was all a shame. So, uh, tell you what, we're not going to be back for debate in 2008, that's all I can tell you. Hopefully you enjoyed this mess while it lasted, and, uh, I'll see if I can find a new job. It's Frank Allen. Goodbye. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, what? As far as why goes... Here comes my victory. No. What? No, I'm going with, uh, President Samuels.
2: Take that, Kentwood! Ha <laughs> ha!
0: President Samuels, you are the ultimate debate Ah, eater. That's true. And what do you have, like, congratulations, why? Well, just, I I would like to thank everybody who who supported me.
6: Harumph, good man, harumph.
0: Can't believe I lost. I've never lost before in my life. All right, well, Zest, settle yourself down. No, I can't settle down, I lost! It's his victory speech, please. (laughs) victory. Don't I
5: at
3: least get the defeat speech?
0: No! You're fired. Go home. Back to the past where you came from. I would just like to say that I would like to thank everybody who supported my efforts in my uh, attempt to present all the points that I wanted to get across in a coherent and uh, reasonable manner uh, in the order which would uh, proceed most clearly and uh, with the greatest expediency towards the communication of my point. Did someone help you with that? No. I, 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 I decided to put together together my theses uh, of my own accord without the assistance of outside agencies. Or sense. Well, uh, I decided to uh, dispense with um, the more sensible manner of uh, argumentation uh, and rationality. uh, (coughs) Rationality.
7: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, Well, it it certainly served you. Well, thank you. You did win. I
7: I mean, it's not the method I've used at all other junctures in the past, but I I thought that in a venue such as this one, it might be uh, efficacious of me to... To abandon such uh, reasonable and uh, rational uh, methods as
0: have sometimes been employed on this program, but but you do believe that no is the answer, right? Well, yes. I, I in in putting forth that hypothesis, I was not being in the least disingenuous. Excellent, excellent. Well, I think everyone can rest uh, safe in their in their assurance that no is the answer, and that you are the ultimate debater, right? Yes. No. 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 Yes. No. No. Yes. And uh, that was the end of debater. I'm sorry, of Debatatorium for all time. Hopefully, it went out on a high note. No. No, I guess, right? No. No. <clears throat> all right, well, uh, good night, uh, and uh, goodbye. Good evening, everyone. That 2.
3: That episode of Debatatorium featured the voice talents of.
0: Frank Allen, Charles Berman, Lynn Nelson, Nicholas Roach, Daniel Schwartz, Jacob Thompson, and Jordan D. White. The theme song was by, um, oh, I don't remember who. Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky did The Nutcracker. That's from The Nutcracker, the theme song to Debate tour. Oh, right, yes, of course, uh, Tchaikovsky. I mean, my, m- me and my friend Mike arranged it, but that was, that was from The Nutcracker, from The Overture. Anyway, uh, let's keep going with this show. We've got so much stuff to do. Now, uh, Rory Singen, you are an extra historian, correct? Yes, of course. And you have an extra historical segment of the show... That you do called, um, This Day in History, and you used to have an extra historical segment of the show that you do called Where Are They Now in History, but you've been, uh, you've been uh, flaking out on it and not doing it. Well, for someone who has not done their podcast for five weeks, I would think, you know, you can understand being busy. Yes, but I cop to the fact that I'm a bum. You don't. Because I'm not a bum. I'm I'm very busy. I have a job. I have a job. What are you, you trying to imply I don't have a job? I have a job. I work at Marvel Comics. Well, yes, of course. Right. But it's your podcast. Too. The point is, while you have not been doing Where Are They Now in History, I've been having it done for you. Uh, last time I had Patsy Kennedy do it. This time I have uh, five weeks worth of, of um, This Day in History to do. So I, I gave it to multiple people to do Where Are They Now in History. So first up, here's two episodes with a Where Are They Now in History by Frank Allen. Oh, uh, you no. Know. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History. My name's Rory St. John. You're listening to WHRW Binghamton. On June 7th, 1971, vulgar writing is protected under the First Amendment when the Supreme Court overturns the conviction of Paul Cohen. Cohen had been charged with violating a California law that made it illegal to use any vulgar, profane, or indecent language in the presence of women or children. Well... Now I've decided to write something vulgar. I know that 30 years from now people will be able to say it over the radio anytime they like. Uh, unfortunately, I I can't get across the room to the to the to the to the table so I can I can start writing all my vulgar tracks that I've been so excited to begin to uh, if What's could the only I friend chair.
4: as I intrude into your home with this bargain I, I seem to be too large to get on my chair, so I can start writing oh. all the vulgar. Oh, there's nothing wrong with you that my snake oil pills won't cure. Snake oil, but I I love snake oil. What will they do? They will. Hmm. Give me a second. Help you in every way you need help. Oh, That's just what I need. Perfectly mean.
7: proven. To I've be been a looking for something supplement. proven. Just
4: ask this doctor I've brought with me.
7: Doctor, are these proven pills perfectly proven to be a natural supplement, just like Doctor Snake Oil says? Where am I? You said you'd buy me lunch. Okay. Okay, don't ask this doctor. Ask this doctor.
0: But doctor, was the other doctor correct? Is Dr. Snake Oil telling me the truth about these proven pills? Yes,
1: indeed. Indeed, they will do everything. If everything a doctor you says want. so,
0: I'll take him. How much?
4: Everything you have. It's a limited time offer.
0: For what I'm getting, it's a bargain. Here you are, sir. Now get out of my house. I can't move. I'm too fat. And of course, Paul Cohen did not get any thinner when he took the snake oil pills, which just goes to show, fad diets don't work. At least not healthily so. He was so upset that he did write the famous vulgar writing, F*** you, you fucking snake oil motherfuckers. F*** off. This is This Day in History on WHRW. New Binghamton. Hello, my name is Rory Sinjin on WHRW Binghamton's This Day in History. On June 14th, 1777, during the American Revolution, the Continental Congress adopts a resolution stating that the flag of the United States be 13 alternate stripes, red and white, and that the Union be 13 stars, white in a blue field, representing a new constellation.
4: Guys, 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 check out what I, George Washington, are about to do. This is awesome. Before the war, I saw this guy in Britain do this. It was amazing. Um, can you guys put me on top of the... Of the of the continental congress building here
7: okay
0: yeah. uh, all right. let's use the
7: crane
4: all right now i'm gonna need i'm gonna need a lot of kerosene just just put it all over me. Put it, this is exactly how they did it. That's this kind is, of
2: a
7: waste of character.
4: This is exactly how they did it. All right. Now um, we're gonna need some matches, and I'm gonna backflip off the building. This With clothes like that,
7: you'll never have matches. This is gonna look so cool on ye old YouTube.
4: Yeah. No, this, is, this was, <laughs> dude. You should have seen it on the parchment that I saw it in in England. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was a flip book, and I loved it. So, uh, you guys, uh, you guys, let me on fire yet? Uh, you we'll can't have to strike tell. the match here. I really don't have feeling anywhere at all haven't you seen a picture of me? There's no expression. All right. You're burning. (laughs) Okay, hold on a second. And backflip. Wow, you just set the building on fire. Oh, man.
1: And is it me or did he break his spine in three places? It looks
4: like that, yeah. That would explain why... No one should ever
1: bend that way, ever. That would
4: explain why I can't move now. Wow. At all. That was so stupid. That that was dumb of you, George Washington. Well, I just hope this doesn't have any damage on the Republic. Hey, let's put 13 stars on the flag. Oh, because there are 13 stars orbiting my
0: head right now? Yeah.
4: And 13 breaks in your back. Oh, true.
0: 13 bones protruding. All right. (laughs) And that was the birth of the flag. Um, Sadly, uh, George Washington did set a precedent, and every leader of our country has performed that stunt since then. Uh, It's very unfortunate and very unwise. You should make sure that you don't perform stunts you see on TV or other media, as they are probably very dangerous. This is This Day in History on WHRW, Binghamton. What a crock of crap. My name is Frank Allen, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And, oh my god, this is so stupid. Okay, uh, for example, once upon a time, the shuckster got the idea that I can sell everybody new flags. So he started this movement saying, if America's so free, why don't we change up the flag? We'll put vulgar things on the flag, so that people will look at the flag and they'll think, oh, we're free. We are so free, we're allowed to have vulgar things on our flag. And so, on the 13 stripes of the flag, it had a poem that went something like this. There once was a man from Nantucket whose d*** was so long, he could d- it. He said with a grin... As he wiped off his chin. If my ear was a, p-, I'd. P- it. And then he p- all over his face, big swads of. P-. It was absolutely disgusting. Anyway, so they put that on the flag. And people got to see that every time they looked at the flag. When they would salute the flag, they would see it. And so the problem is um, that when they would get patriotic and look at the flag, they would get aroused. And um, uh, there was a baseball game. Everybody was uh, looking at the flag and they were singing the national anthem, which now had a lot of swears in it. Oh, can you buy the p- early? things like that. And everyone was getting completely ridiculously aroused. And no one was really paying attention to what they were doing. So then the juggler, who was supposed to juggle all of the bats uh, before the game, it was kind of a a, a charity thing, was juggling all these bats. But he was distracted by his arousal, and the bats kept hitting him in the face, just slamming him right in the face. And people thought, nah, that's a really awesome thing. And so everybody at home started juggling bats and slamming bats into their face. And everyone lost their senses. Their eyes came out. Their teeth fell out. It was absolutely horrible. And it all came about because there was this shuckster who was interested in selling things, and people shouldn't just listen to shucks. And take whatever deals they're getting. And also because people were reproducing what they saw on television as far as stunts goes. You shouldn't do that either. My name's Frank Allen and this is Where Are They Now in History on and Wax. Yes, you see, now that's how it's done. I think it's pretty clear, through my doing of that, that I am just BSing, that I'm just making things up, uh, and that the things I'm saying aren't true. I believed the things that you said. Well, you shouldn't have. They weren't true. Then why did you say them? Scape, you know how stories work.
1: Yeah, I know how stories work. I do Scape stories. I know how stories work, thank you.
0: Then you know that stories are made
1: up. No. Stories
0: are just things that happened at than our time. No. No. What? No, Scape. No. Oh, I don't think any of the stories that you've told on Scapey Stories ever actually happened. That's, that's, that can't be true. They must have happened, because I told them! Yes, the fact that you told the story doesn't mean that the stories actually occurred. The fact that you told them means that you told them. Then
1: how could I have told them if they didn't happen? If I'm like, once upon a time, a guy did this. If a guy didn't do this,
0: how could I say it? What? The... By easily, just by saying it. Look, I won a million dollars. Doesn't mean it happened. You won, yeah, you did. You won billions of dollars. I didn't win them. I inherited them. That And that was, you know, because a relative of mine died. And then I lost the money. So, obviously, no big deal. But the point is, I'm saying, okay, fine. Bad example. Uh I I I'm the king of the world. No, you're not. And, well, that's what I'm saying, exactly. All right, so I win. What no, I'm i I'm saying I win. Yeah, but you said I was right. Well, you cause you were saying, Frank, Frank. Frank, Frank. Frank. I think you should give up on uh trying to convince Scapey of things because he's kind of stubborn. Frank Allen is stubborn. Frank Allen is stubborn as well. You're absolutely right. But Frank, uh why don't we focus on a conversation that goes somewhere rather than you talking to Scapey? How about your Frank Allen interview? Hopefully that's a little bit more comprehensible. Oh yeah. No, it is, it is. Um, We did a special uh, dinner interview, or possibly a dinterview, if you will. Oh, very clever. Thank you, thank you. Um, I did a special dinner interview with President Byron Samuels, the winner of Debatatorium. Well, in one version of reality. I'm sorry? In one version of reality. Because at the end of the show, you know, President uh, Samuels won, but but uh, Lord Zest won first. And then and then reality was, like, rearranged. What? What are you talking about? In the clip we heard, Lord Zest won. And then he said he was, you know, a time traveler from the future trying to expose you. And... What? Are you are you mental? What are you talking about? The, the alternate reality version. There was two realities. We heard one reality, and then, and then we shifted backwards a little bit and heard a different reality. Jordan, is this guy crazy? What happened to him? I don't know, R- Rory. Are you okay? Are, I mean, you you did offer to let Frank stay in your house. Maybe you are not doing too well today. Are you having a break of some sort? No, it's. A, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. We heard that. No, Byron Samuels won the debate. It, it was pretty clear. His arguments were better, for one thing. But I, thought, I don't know what you thought. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, this is really this is really bizarre. But let's let's move on to the next interview. Right. Well, like I said, President Samuels, we had a we had a nice dinner together. Hopefully, you'll enjoy. <laughs> Frank Allen interviews, starring Frank Allen. Hello, and uh, welcome to Frank Allen interviews. Uh, this is a very special. Oh, this is good. This is a very special, very special episode because oh, we are doing a uh, a dinner interview. We are interviewing. Uh, well, I am interviewing over dinner, oh, a delicious Chinese food dinner, Mister um, President. Byron Samuels, also known as the ultimate debater, um, Mr. Byron President Byron Samuels. Um, hello. Lord right. How are you, Frank? Well, pleasure to be here eating fine Chinese food, uh, exporting the food jobs to China, delivered right from China. I'm sure, frankly, Americans can't make good food, evidence by the fact that old food comes from China. You get a Chinese restaurant. Well, that pleasure to be here in this restaurant. Well, that's uh, that's great. It's great for you to to be here, and uh, it's great food. Um, but. Let's, uh, let's talk about you So you well, That's my favorite subject You are the ultimate debatatorium uh, Let me try that again You are the ultimate debatiator. Uh How does that feel? Well, I tell you, it feels wonderful That means I'm right about everything Even when I'm contradicting myself I means both sides of me are correct I never lose an argument with myself again and I tell you, I speak to people and they say uh, You're discorrect about one thing or another I just tell them no I'm the, the multiple debatiator well, that, that's, that brings up an important question um, which is that uh, you have been known at some points to to uh, uh, contradict yourself. Uh, for example, uh, one notable, and someone sent this in to me that I should ask specifically about this. This is egg drop soup. is really good. Oh. But uh, when I dropped the soup, when they... Uh... Well, they dropped it in a bowl so oh, I could yeah. eat it. But um, what I was going to say was, uh, your name, I couldn't help but notice that uh, at one point your name was Byron Samuel, and now it's Byron Samuel's. Well, I like to address that. That's correct. Some people say I, I contradict myself. I, tell, I I never contradict myself. I only do it when I was wrong the first time or the second time. The thing about my name is we spell Samuels with an S at the end and the beginning. When it's Samuel, only has uh, one S at the beginning. It's easy to tell them apart. I don't know why I cause it confusion. Right, but uh, which one is your name? Samuels, my name. Samuels, my name. President Byron Samuel. Samuels. Did you say did you say Samuel or Samuels? How many S's are you using? Well, I don't know. Who cares? Really, it's just, I'm the same guy. Whether it's uh, it's a wrist spelling or not, how many uh, uh, layers in my name? Who cares? Uh, you know, some people call me Samuel. Some of the other people call me Samuel. One of them's wrong, is the thing. Whichever I say is the right thing. It's part of being the multiple debater. Whatever oh. I say is the right answer. No, no that's it. That's interesting. Is it because you're a multiple debater? That you have a Sam- Samuel Wool's. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why it's Samuel's. For Brunches, I got a credit card. It's from back before I was the multiple debater. It just says Samuel on it. I never pay anything for that. I'm a different guy now. Your li- so your life has changed since you won Ultimate Debatatorial. Absolutely. I never do uh, No. The thing I love about Chinese food is how it tastes. I think that's the best part. That. Yeah. And it's also, uh, once you have it, you don't have to eat for a while. Well, that, I think that's most food, but... It's also pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. So it won't set you back too much, this dinner, I don't think. Well, I, I got the... Uh, I just got these noodles. So uh, I brought enough for the noodle. Well, but I also bought uh, this uh, soup here. And I got some noodles, too. So. Well, you got enough for that, right? You've got enough for that. Frank, I, am I paying for your food, Frank? Well, I mean, this is a celebratory dinner, and you're the one who's celebrating, so... The one that plays... Usually the one that's gets honored by the dinner from the other person. Yeah, but I... Look, I invited you to the dinner to celebrate, so it's only fair that you would pay for it. Well, it's not fair. I'll tell you right now, here's another thing. Is one of the things I got angry about. That's one of you notice in my debates is money. I'll tell you about the economy right now. You notice about the economy? Everybody says, well, the economy's terrible. You yes. heard people saying that? Absolutely. Well, why has nobody gotten rid of it yet? Now, that's a unique approach. How would you, how would we, uh, continue to function as a society without it? Well, imagine you got a room, right? Okay. Somebody says, well, this room's great, but the chair's terrible. What are we gonna do? Hey, you get rid of the chairs. what you do. That's, oh. uh, interior speculating is speculating. Interior speculating. You don't want to keep that, the chair in your Well, that's okay. Well, get rid of the economy. That's why I reject to paying for stuff. I pay for stuff as little as possible. Also, lack of money. <coughs> <coughs> well, you've got enough. I'm sure you. Chinese food is cheap. You've got enough, I'm sure, for mine. But well, I I just figured, you know, you invited me for for dinner. You didn't say invite me to buy me dinner. It's well, kind of. Uh, would you have come? That's Miss Palat. Would I, Would you have come if I said if I said that? Well, I, I don't know. I probably. All right. Well, then will you come and invite me? Will you come buy me dinner, please? Well, you already bought the food, Frank. If you don't have the money, you don't want to get arrested uh, for I don't know, this the police another thing. Just just cause I break the law, I still got my rights to do it. Alright, well look, let's, let's talk about something else. Yeah. Here here's the thing. Okay, let's talk about you. Well, yeah, well, me's got them I'm the ones paying for the food, let's talk about me. I wanna know about your life. Um where did you where did you, where were you born? Well oh, Well I was born in the United States. Um what part? I come from Virginia. Well, as far as I know, used to think I came from West Virginia. Well, what, what happened? Well, I changed my name. Again, it's, it's cremators. People follow me around. So, as far as they're concerned, I come from Virginia. My name's Samuel. Wait, so that's not your birth name? Uh, no. What's your birth name? Yeah. Uh, are, are you gonna answer me or I? You... Well, it's, uh, Manson, Byron Manson. Byron Manson? Yeah. Are you related to Charles Manson? Yeah. How are you related to Charles Manson? Brother. His brother? His full brother? Yeah. Yeah. So you're part of the Manson family? Yeah. Exactly. I'm, yeah. Give me some perspective on all those, uh, on all those prevents. events. Well, all right. Well, let's talk about that. What did you think about all that? Yeah, it was a pretty good idea. What? Well, you have all these people, right? There's everybody's favorite band's the Beatles. Right, that's the greatest band of all time. Sure. These people going against the Beatles. Wait, who's going against the Beatles? Well, they're going against what's in the song. How? Well, I don't know how. Charlie figured it out. Well, He's a clever one in the family of all time, anyway. But you know, when they go against the song, how do you argue with the Beatles? Point is, more people say and do stupid things, you gotta the more less people saying stupid things, the better. And then there's more smarts. Just kill the people saying stupid things. So smart the world so you're advocating that Charles Manson was right to kill people. well yeah yeah he was uh did you help him no no well, I was busy I was busy but well, you would have helped him he we didn't ask for help he's a smart guy he didn't he, he manage well, he here's the thing he's always asking me for money that's why I didn't help him out is when we was kids I went out there I got a I got a job as the undersecretary for the offense club Oh, so that's how you got into this well, offense that, thing. That's exactly how how it all happened. I was the undersecretary of the offense club. We just went around offended people. Like we we went up to Chinese people and you said, yeah, yeah, you come from the worst country in the world, China. But then if we went to Lebanese people, we say, well, I hate Lebanon. We just offend people all the time. So what did you do as the undersecretary? Well, I, I recorded everybody. Like I still got notes here. Like um, we would go up to, to to skinny people, really skinny, and push them over. Well, that, that sounds like assault. That was that was what they called it. They say we're assaulting them. That's uh, that. Well, I, I, they were right about that. So uh, we we tried not to do it to people that would fight back. So how did you get into from from offense to offense defense? Well, that's one of the funny things is because we were doing this offense, and we realized the best way to offend people is defense against when they're offending us. For instance, all the people who come up to us is uh, like the Chinese people or something. They'd say, oh, you're offending," And the more we defended against that, and said, no, no, we're right. China is the worst country in the world. All the Chinese are stupid or whatever. They just gave more and more offended. So we're more, you know, more reflective to keep offending them by defending. So if somebody came up to you and said, the, D- the offense club is the worst club, what would you say? Oh, I agree with them. But that's not defense, is it? Well, you can call up. I quit that. I fire everybody. I'm the president of the offense-defense person. Wait, so you're the whole person? course I'm the old person. You stupid? No, but I'm saying, so you used to have a whole league. Yeah. You had one called AODL. The American offense? Defense? I thought that sounded too Scandinavian. Because you like America. I love America. That's so why, why, I, well, why don't you call your, your group America? I try to call it that. I hope the people say, come join America and try to offend everybody who tries to uh, destroy American values like, like terrorism, murder. Wait, I'm sorry, do you mean that there's a little bit of a, what, what is the word, um, uh, linguistic ambivalence there? Are you saying uh, that terror terrorism is, is trying to destroy American values, or are you saying that terrorism is an American value that's trying to be destroyed? Oh, uh, yeah, there's a linguini there. Uh, I tried, no, terrorism's a value. I people trying to destroy it. Terrorism's an American value? Absolutely, rats is American value. about your rats. Terrorism is a right? It's a right. It's American, yeah. But terrorism isn't right. In your opinion? Not right. What mm-hmm. if you're blowing up somebody bad, that's right. In your opinion, it's right to blow up somebody bad? Yeah. At, through terrorism. Well, that's what do you call it when you go and blow people up. Justice. Is justice... Well, yeah, okay. We we'll call it justice. All right. I don't really care about the Roman culture on that. But justice is an American value. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Justice and terrorism, the... Um, the identical thing if they're both American values alright well I, wait no they're not wait. when you capture a terrorist you put them to justice that's what I do I capture terrorism I put them to go doing more justice no 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 not more justice you put them to justice meaning that they are punished that's what I call injustice punished where does the American values say your rights as American is, is punished is to be punished where does it say that Right to be punished. Well, do you? Are you saying that you don't have the right to be punished? No. So you're denying the people rights. No, they got rights. It's just they gotta pick and choose. Like you can't have the right to be punished and the right to do not be punished. You can't have both rights. No, you can't have both rights. Otherwise, you 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 end up going willy nilly. Well, well, that's the thing. Maybe you have the right to be punished willy nilly. Yeah, sure, sure. All right. Well, if you really want to, maybe we can make a reception. No, you were talking about the no, no. You were talking about the recession earlier. Recession is what led to all the the job loss. Yeah, well, that's all right, really, because I tell you, people only get jobs because it's corruption. They want to make money. Oh no, I used to have a job. Um, it was good because when I because well, I was making money. We ketchup.
7: Uh, ketchup. Uh,
0: yeah. Why do you want ketchup for that? Uh, you well, know, um. Uh, you know. Yeah, you're right. Here, take it. Okay, thanks. What were you talking about? I'm talking about I had a job, and I made money, and I was able to buy things like food, for example. Now I don't have a job. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. Yeah. I don't have a job because of the recession. And so I I think it's the recession's fault. Because if we still were not in a recession, then they would have... Well, first first of all, I probably would have been hired at a better job. But also, during a not recession, then they allow people to... They give people a little more leeway. At their jobs. Well, yeah, here's the thing. Jobs are not... Sometimes you find it so you're doing stuff for people and they give you money. Right. That's what I'm talking about. The job. Yeah, that's what I was doing. It was a job. What was your job? Well, I was the undersecretary, remember? Oh, right, right. My brother, Charlie, he'd come to me. He says, look, they're giving you all this money, you know, just offending people. I can offend people just as well. Give me some of the money. Well, hell, I got a right to my money. I don't give him that money. You know, I'm not going to help him out with everything. He was... You know, trying to get like a bummer meal, bum a night's rest or something off me. Well, look, sometimes people find themselves in predicaments where they need to get help. Well, they need to get help. Why don't they just do something and people give them the money for it? It's not that difficult. And one that difficult for me. I just started like bopping Chinese on the head and they gave me money. Like, All right, well, listen, I just ate this food. That's something. Would you give me some money? I didn't say it was something I did. I can do everything by myself. That's why I threw everybody out of the club. Yeah, everybody can offend themselves. They don't need you to offend them. Well, that's not my problem. That was the president's problem in the, the offense club. The president? Obama was in the offense club? No, he was one of the people we were working offending. I remember back then, he was uh, uptight about that. But he was uptight about being offended. I guess you right, most people didn't really like being offended. Well, look. I- all I'm saying is, it's not as easy as you make it sound to get a job. I've been looking for a job for a long time, and I got one job. Total. Don't do and Give me money for that. They fired me. Well, why don't you become a leader like uh, like my brother? You know, get some people together in a compound. They'll find you some money. Find some food. I can't afford a compound. Just squat somewhere like he did. You mean like go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> well, you should probably do that every once in a while. You can evacuate your bowels. But... So what are you talking about? I'm talking about like find some dishes, like get some followers. Like I had some followers, but there was no good. I threw them out of following. Who, who were your followers? Well, yeah, well name I, names. Well, uh, I had George Winston was a follower. He didn't know it, but I had him as follower. Uh, wait, How did he not know it? Well, I invited him to the club. Okay. Everybody gets invited to clubs in the club. It was before I where I threw him out. So before, you were just so wait. How many people knew they were in the club? <sighs> Just just me, mainly. So it was just you the whole time? Well... Wait a minute, wait a minute. When you were in the defense... I'm sorry, when you were in the offense club, and you were the undersecretary, did the president know he was in the club? Well, yeah, it was a little bigger back then. How many people were in it back then? It was pretty big. I, they called it something else. I, it was a different name. I called it the offense club. What was it called to everybody it else? The, it was called the, uh, the... It was a clan name. I don't remember what it was called exactly, but it was a... Uh, it was it a k the clan with a K yeah it was something like that yeah okay you were in the clan the you were in the clan and you're Charles Manson's brother and you went around offending people of other races this interview is getting mighty repetitive, Frank respect but it's uncovering what we like to call a dirty truth well truth um you know what they, they say the truth is your relative yeah Charles Manson is your you relative know. that's what I'm saying Charles <laughs> manson it's, it's, it's your relative. Sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. Well, you seem to like Charles Manson quite a bit. That's what I said, is I used to like him when he started sponging off me. Well, he hasn't sponged off you in ages, except in the sense that you're a tax-paying American citizen. No. You don't pay your taxes? Tax is a conspiracy, too. Well, it's not really a conspiracy. They tell us they're taking their taxes. What do you think a conspiracy is? is lots of people get together and plan it, right? But it was planned a long time ago. Yeah, there's a conspiracy to tax us and then tell us they're doing it. Well, I I think, aren't most conspiracies supposed to be hidden? Isn't that how it works? Well, and they do do a good job of it. Taxes is a pretty bad one. Taxis is, uh, taxis are just like my brothers trying to sponge off people. Except they're trying to sponge off other people. They're trying to sponge off everybody, if you ask me, taxis. Well, they're not trying to sponge. They're trying to, you know, make money for the government to operate but the yeah, part- by taking it from me, like, nobody gives the government money for doing anything, like a like a job, like he said. They just, just No, tri- well, I mean, you, kind of, right? You could look at it that way, that the government has a job and you pay them for it. I mean, if you wanted to, you could look at it that way. Well, I fired them. You can't fire the government. I don't know why. I don't have any metaphor for that. They have, because they have seniority. They have tenure. The government has tenure. Well, then I disenrolled from the government university. You can't. Once you're in, you're in. You've got to pay your your tuition. This is why I'm starting my new country, Frank. I thought you liked America. Call it America, but better. America, but better. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell tell me about it. Well, it's got the same continued contiguous place as America. I'm sorry. It's the same place as America. You can't take America's place. That's where we are. You just say you don't want to be part of America. You want to be part of America, but better. And how does it? But yeah, you but. But America owns America. Well, I don't know if I believe in ownership like that, Frank. I say I own it. But they say they own it? Yeah, it's because they're just respiring against me. So who decides who's right? I decide. I'm the, ultimate, the multiple debateator. Yeah, but that doesn't make you the ultimate decider. I'm the ultimate decider, aren't I? I decided the ultimate debate. Well, let's have a debate about that. And I'm going to win because I'm the multiple debateator. All right, let's have a debate. Uh, all right, I think that I am the, the king of America better, and I'm right. And you can join anytime you want, because I own America. Okay, and who's arguing for the other side? Nobody. All right, so I get to decide who wins? Yeah. Nobody wins. Well, what does multiple debatiator mean then? What's the point? I'm the multiple debatiator. I should be right about everything. I'm right about my brother, and I'm right about, about America. We should quit it and join a better country with no taxis Oh, I'm sorry, no, no economy, ta- no taxis. Yeah. How do we get from place to place? Oh, you're being a taxi. Cars. Well, they just uh, they don't charge you. They're, that way, you don't have to pay. So wait, are you a communist? Is that what's happening here? I'm a communist. No, no, you're- no communism. Trying to just they just have an economy, but uh, different. I'm just getting rid of economy altogether. Everybody doesn't like the economy. Communists also have repression. No repression. If you try to be repressed, I uh, put you in jail. Wait, you? But then, they, then they would be repressed. You just be locked up. That's oppressed. The oppressed, repressed. Well, yeah, it's pretty much the same words. It's very similar. So then, you would be oppressing them. Only because they're wrong. Remember, I'm the multiple debater. This is going to be a pretty good country, Frank. You come. No taxis. No taxis. No economy. No, no economy. No conspiracy. Well, hold on. You're conspiring right now to make this happen. No, I'm just deciding. No jobs? Then how do you get money? Well, there's no money. There's... Well, or, or we'll just make some money. You can have it. How how do you get things? Well, they're already there, mostly. Who makes them? I'll make them if I need to. Uh, Why? Well, to get my country off the ground, mainly. Like, you, you can make them yourself, most of the things. No, okay, look. Uh, a taxi cab. Yeah? Where does it come from? Well, wherever... We're down the street. Right. How does it get here from there? It has to have gasoline. Who pays for the gasoline? Hey, don't pay for gasoline. Just fill it up. Somebody has to pay for it, because that's... You're thinking in Frank. I know it's difficult to get the swing of. So how does the gasoline get from being oil to being in your car? All right. You naturally have oils that your body produces. No, no. I think we're talking about crude oil. It's pretty crude, if you hear about it. It comes uh, on your skin and on your hands. We'll use that. As gas. Yeah. But that doesn't work, because they're talking about oil that comes from the ground. Well, we'll figure it out, Frank. Uh, we've got time. We'll think about it. How much time do we have? I think I, it should have happened now. Well, we'll we, we already got... We'll, we'll figure it out when we need taxis. How how are, there's no taxis. We're getting rid of taxis. How are you going to get home from here? I don't... Well, I don't live too far from here. I to walk? Yeah, I'll walk home. All right. Look, is there is there time for dessert? Time for I'm, you, I'm not, I'm... Dessert? Who's gonna pay for dessert? Well, oh, you. Well, then there's no time for dessert. There's time for dessert for me. Well, that's rude. You're just like Charles Manson. That's totally rude. To say I'm gonna eat dessert in front of you, that's rude. Alright, then I'm full. Well, you're full, that's for sure. You just saw me eat all this uh, delicious Chinese food. So you're full? Yeah. So then you won't mind if I take the rest of you? You know what I think you are? What? A sponge. No, I'm not. A, I don't have a job. Do you have a job? Well, I used to. Where do you get your money? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, I used to get uh, donations from uh, you know followers. People uh, mainly people who originally followed my brother, and uh, people uh, you know see him on the interviews on television. Uh, they they used to send me some money, send along some money. I, I, I won't say I didn't encourage him a little bit. How did you encourage him? Well, I just, just talk about how I was going to complete his prophecy and, you know, tell him to send me money. And... Were you going to complete his prophecy? Well, maybe if I got around to it. I don't know. It's uh, just in the way of things. As things go, I don't know. The pro- what, what prophecy is this? Like a race war in the United States. Mass murder. So you're just going to casually start a race war? Well, these things can happen, I know, we got terrorism going on, we got uh, removing the economy, how is civil that, war. How is that America but better? Well, right now, you don't have your rights. You don't have your right to, to no economy, you don't have your right to terrorism, murder. It's it's, it's all police, what about my it's a r- police state. What about my right to an economy, no terrorism and no murder? Well, you can you can move um, move to America, but worse. No, that sounds better, though. Well, that's a matter of, uh, of opinion. What if it's called America, but better, but better? That's a really long name, Frank. I'll it to America. It sounds that, that that's a good one. It, um, it might get refused with the, the current America, but I wish you luck. Who's who's got the right to tell me no? Well, I might institute that right later on. But the right to tell me no? Yeah, it's a little specific. Well, I can be as specific as I want to. I can be specific with the. With any right that I grant, it's my country. Well, okay. Then just grant the right to, for me to be right. Well, I'm the multiple debatiator here. If you're right, that gets I, I'm the only one that's right about everything. Remember. All right. Well, so do your people have the right to be right about everything? No, only I. Only I can be right about everything. So you're denying them rights. Yeah, just the the bad ones. So you're repressing them. No, I'm just taking away their rights so they can only do certain things. But they're free to do the certain things they can do. Okay, so they can't have their rights. Can they have wrongs? Well, they kind of. Yeah, they can have wrongs. So they can do the wrong thing, like disagreeing with you. Yeah, but it's wrong. But, well, let me ask you this. Would it be right if somebody disagreed with you and they were right? They, that can't happen. It's impossible. So if somebody disagreed with you and they were right, that would be wrong? Yeah, it'd be so wrong it wouldn't happen. But you said they have the right to wrongs. Yeah. So they can disagree with you and be right. Well, yeah. So you're wrong. Right. Right. I didn't think this ever happened, Frank. Now you have to pay for dinner. I, I thought otherwise they're going to come and make us wash the dishes or something. You don't have the money, right? I don't have any money. You I che- spent you all so my money. You cheated me out of this dinner anyway. I didn't cheat you out of this dinner. I invited you here to celebrate. Frank, you're out of the country. You're not invited in the country. You're going to sponge. I'm not a sponge. You sponged a dinner I off ate, of me. I ate the dinner off a plate. Because you got me to pay for it when I, yeah, this is a conspiracy to get the money out of my wallet. I didn't conspire; I decided. You're not the multiple debater. I'm the right? decider. I decide things. We had a debate over who should pay, and I decided you should pay. And I have to win this debate that I shouldn't, because I'm the multiple debater. Well, then you know what the best way to win the debate is. What? Debate the winning side. Alright, I shouldn't have to pay for your dinner No, no, that's not the winning side The winning side is you should have to pay Alright, I should have to pay for your dinner Because you're hungry And you don't have a way to get the food And I do have money So it's the nice thing to do You're right Crap I'm feeling you played a mind trick on me, Frank How could I trick your mind? i feel feeling, you know, I was really nice to you I went on your show, I was the multiple debatiator And I think you just made me pay for dinner you got a prize. What was the prize? Dinner. I think you got a prize because you don't have to pay for dinner. Look, it's like this. You got... Here's what you did. You went on my show. You debated a number of times. You won. Sometimes you lost. But you won eventually. You gave up some money. And in return, you got a free dinner. Well, I, how is this dinner free? If you separate the eating of the dinner in your mind from the paying of the money then you, you paying the money is part of the show. And the dinner is a free award for winning. Nobody else got this dinner. None of the other... Whoops. None of the other debatiators got this dinner. Only you. You know, Frank, you got something there. I am the multiple debatiator. I debate that I deserve this dinner. And you know what? I don't believe in money anyway, so the more I get rid of it, the better off I am. Right. Congratulations. Yeah, America, better? We're not even gonna have money. The more I spend of it, the more or less I have, the more or less you have. Absolutely. Closer we are to Mutopia. Here, here. Let's have dessert. Alright. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Frank, you scammed him out of dinner. It's not, that was not a scam. How was it a scam? He, he got me dinner. It was part of a, the interview. Because you should have bought him dinner. No, well, hang on. No. As you know, I didn't have any money. Yeah, So you, and you, 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 you came up with that whole concept of the dinner interview just to scam him out of dinner. No, but listen, listen. I don't see why you're, why you're so upset about this. This is called living by my skills. You know, I, I, I had a, a skill doing interviews and I used it to, to basically become be compensated out in the world and i got food for doing the skill that i'm good at this just seems like a perfectly reasonable thing <sighs> whatever whatever all right well you know what let's keep going it's time for the next uh, batch of this day in history in which uh mr scape white told us a story
1: oh well, <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to This Day in History. I'm WHIW Binghamton. My name is Rory St. John. On June 21st, 1982, John W. Hinckley Jr. was found not guilty of the attempted murder of President Ronald Reagan by reason of insanity. In the trial, Hinckley's defense attorneys argued that their client was ill with narcissistic personality disorder. Wow, I can do anything now! Hey, I'm insane! I'm not guilty of killing you! Bang! Ow! Stealing all your money! Hey! Or raping you! Ha 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 ha! I'm insane. I can do what I want. My name is Hinkley. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. I'm leaving the courtroom. Mr.
1: Hinkley, can I have your autograph? You're
0: on TV. Autograph? I'm stealing your paper. You can't prosecute me. I'm insane.
8: Hey, that's (laughs) me. No, Timmy. No, Timmy. He's a cool guy from TV, remember? We should go do that to other people. Like that guy. Go steal his watch. Okay. Hey, mister.
7: Yeah. (gasps) Ow, my shin. And oh no, son? my watch!
8: You're cool, I'm gonna murder you! Ow!
0: My life! And soon, the Hinckleyites numbered thousands and murdered everyone who wasn't like them, then everyone who was like them, and then themselves, and then there was nothing. Uh, and all because they were following John Hinckley's example. Make sure that you realize that you could be a role model and uh, compose yourself with some dignity, man. or woman. this is the Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Hello, my name is Rory Sinjin, and this is WHRW Binghamton's This Day in History. On June 28th, 1914, in an event that is widely regarded as sparking the outbreak of World War I, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, heir to the Austro-Hungarian Empire, is shot to death along with his wife by a Serbian nationalist in Sarajevo, Bosnia.
4: Whee! I'm the Archduke Look at me driving my road car Disgraceful like, Give me some booze. It's disgraceful I, Gavrilo Princip uh, Cannot stand To watch my own Hawk, I'm driving I'm an Archduke Arch- Could you slow Duke. down a
1: little bit, honey? You're kind of scaring me Give me some
4: wine I'm the Archduke
0: I cannot stand I scared To watch the Arch-Duke, I- Archduke Driving down the street In such a disgraceful state what? I, a, a Serbian nationalist Gavrilo Princip Know the only thing That must be done I I'm will shoot my- him uh, in the head so that no more archdukes will drive drunk and make public spectacles of themselves so as to show us how imperialist they are against the Serbian okay. people. That's
2: bang! Terrible.
4: Bang! Oh bang! Oh, bang! Oh. Bang! Ha 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 ha! I don't have to listen to that stupid speech No anymore.
0: more drunk dukes! World peace! I'm
4: dead in case you weren't
0: sure. Uh, yes, uh, it is not remarked upon so much anymore since there was a World War II. But before World War II, World War I was known is the war to end all drunk driving. It's too bad, because that was an important lesson to learn. Make sure that you don't drive drunk, because, um... Even if someone doesn't shoot you, you may crash and kill yourself. This is This Day in History on WHRW Finghamton.
1: Whoa, that was dangerous! My name is B, and this is Where Are They Now in History on casting Wax? And I wanted to talk about moist food today. So moist food, let me tell you about how moist food is made. Once upon a time, there was a chicken and somebody was like, hey, I smell a chicken. Do you guys smell it? And other people were like, yes, I do smell it. And he was like, I'll tell you what I will do. I'm gonna kill that chicken, uh, what do you think? And everybody was like, that's a good idea. So, they were, like, stocking it. They were, like, creeping. And then they grabbed it, and then they put it into a little pouch that you could buy in the store, and you could tear the pouch and pull, pull it out, and a little piece of chickens, and also, little juice of chickens gets into the bowl, and then you get to eat it. That's how it goes. So, once upon a time, another time, there was a cat named Scapy. This is a story about me. And he was like, man, yeah, I want some mush food. And then his dad gave him moist food
0: and he ate it. And you gotta get to the moral, What? You gotta get the moral, the moral of the story. Oh,
1: right. Uh, also, did you know that while Scapey was eating the moist food and he really liked it and deserved it, uh, there was a guy who was famous who was totally going, hey everybody, I'm famous and I'm driving drunk. What do you think? And what, what everybody thought was, that guy's cool and he's driving drunk so I guess I would drive drunk. And really, A, he shouldn't have been driving drunk. B, he should have realized that People were going to copy him because he was famous and, and stuff like that. So, he should have set example of not drinking drunk. I mean, driving. Drunk driving. While Scapey was eating moist food. But that is the example that you should file. Is that, like, the good dad in the story, that's your dad, gave me moist food. My name is Scapey White. And this is Where Are They Now in History. Uncast in
0: Wax. Jordan, he barely even got the the moral in there at all. Well, he did. I reminded him. But he was talking about moist food for the whole thing, which had nothing to do with the two days in history. That's absolutely true. That is 100% true. But um, if I know my extra history, then there's a world where moist food does enter into those days. Am I right? Well, yes, technically, you are right. Then we are totally justified in, in what we did. There is a world uh, for each of those two days in history where escape eating moist food is absolutely essential to setting the stage for those events to have happened or possibly vice versa where those events happening were absolutely essential in setting the stage for scapey eating moist food either way in fact both both there's a world for each of those yes things. okay yes technically true but that's not the way it was presented but as an extra historian you understand it that way so it was totally justified oh, look oh all right fine, fine. good and so scapey so thank you for that good uh, pair of stories about moist food you're welcome but now it's time for an even uh, uh, bigger story uh, the end of hamlet from scapey. oh good i can't wait to hear it you were there to hear it yeah
1: but i want to hear myself tell it because i'm funny huh?
0: do you mean scary i thought it was supposed to be scary yeah but
1: I, I also tell jokes a little bit
0: this one has jokes in it oh right yeah no you're right it does i forgot about that
1: yeah act 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 five of Hamlet starts out with some really funny jokes so you guys get ready and then at the end it gets scary okay so just be, be prepared i'm i'm prepared
0: i'm prepared all right yeah i'm fine all right well then let's jump right in Scapy Stories from a Cat in the Dark Hello and welcome to Scapy Stories from a Cat in the Dark My name is Jordan D. White and I am here to introduce this very special episode This is the final episode of our Hamlet extravaganza Five acts, one act at a time We're here on Act 5 of Hamlet Probably the most famous ghost story of all time Even though the ghost hasn't really been around so much recently All right, so um, before we get to the main event, we have to uh, recap what happened so far for those people who have not been listening to Hamlet thus far. Uh, To do that, we have the person who listened to the last act of Hamlet, the previous act, I should say, who is, of course, a creepy person I don't like, called Jordan Robot. Uh, Mr. Robot. Hello, Jordan. How are you today? I'm good, but can you just say the thing you need to say and go away? Yes, I can do that. Hamlet is the prince of Denmark. Before the play begins, his father dies, and shortly thereafter, his mother marries his uncle. As the play begins, we see that Hamlet's father is coming back as a ghost. When Hamlet meets with his father's ghost the ghost tells him that his brother killed him the uncle who is king had in fact killed the king hamlet swears revenge but for some reason decides to pretend to be crazy before he does so the members of the court seem convinced that hamlet is upset because he's in love with ophelia for some reason. After various misadventures, Hamlet sets up a play that echoes what happened in real life with his father and his uncle. It freaks his uncle out. His uncle sends him to England. Before leaving, he kills Polonius. That's Ophelia's father. Don't worry about it. Upon his arrival in England, Hamlet is to be killed, but before that happens, his boat is taken over by pirates, who he then befriends, and comes back to Denmark. Meanwhile, Ophelia has gone crazy because Hamlet has killed her father. She ends up throwing herself in the river and drowning to death. Her brother is pretty upset about that. As Act 4 ends, he and the king plot Hamlet's death, saying that Laertes, the brother, will challenge him to a duel. They will poison Laertes' blade so that Hamlet will die if he is struck by it. The king says he will poison Hamlet's drink so that even if he wins, he'll still die. And thus, we begin Act 5. That was very uh, reasonable summary, not, not that entertaining thankfully Scape's version was a lot better.
1: i that was, a, my version is a million times better. Like, I would do it out here. I'll tell
0: you my version. No, 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 no. We don't have time for that. We, we just you did your version and it took lots and lots of time. If people want to hear your version, that's what the recordings are for. Yeah,
1: bro. I, I would just go no, to-
0: no, 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 no. We're just doing Act 5. Jordan Robot, was that was a very scholarly informative r- summary. Thank you very much. Excellent, excellent. Now leave, leave. Go, 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 go. I go. shall go now. Thank yes, you. Yes, go, please. Okay. So, Scapey, um, you ready for Act 5? Yes, of course I am. Good, good. Well, let me bring in our guest listener. You just heard him on Ultimate Debatatorium losing. This is your friend and mine, Lord Vanton Zest.
5: First up, I would just like to say that that was not a defeat, for that did not even happen. Don't worry, my later time travelings will completely eradicate that entire result because, quite frankly, I do not feel comfortable having lost to a blithering, rambling idiot like whoever present samuel's character was well
1: listen you can time travel all you want but that's not gonna help hamlet in the situation he finds himself in.
0: that is what you think all right well it's good to have you on rather whether you end up winning or losing debatatorium as time marches on uh you ready for the act five of hamlet i am fashionably ready for this act of hamlet
1: excellent The Tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark, by William
2: Shakespeare.
1: Act 5. Okay, so, like, once upon a time, Hamlet was, like... Dude, remember all that stuff that the robot said? Okay, that is how it starts. But then, we're in a graveyard, okay? And there's these two dudes, and they're digging graves. And they're like,
5: hey! Are they digging the graves in an appropriately fashionable outfit?
1: Uh, well, they're probably covered in dirt, I would imagine.
5: That is so plebeian. Continue. I
1: think they they were covered in dirt. So they're digging the graves, and they're like, are we going to bury this girl in a graveyard? And they're like, yes. Oh, that's weird. Yes. The king says that we have to, so we're going <laughs> to. Is that okay? Yes, okay, good. Uh, so then one of the grave guys says, hey, do you want to hear a joke? And the other one's like, uh, sure. And he goes, okay, who builds a house better than the person who builds a house? And he's like, uh, the guy who builds the place that you Get hung on because you get killed. Because because a lot of people get killed, that's why. And the guy's like, yeah, that's a good answer, but that's not the right answer. The right answer is a gravedigger, because that's where you put dead people. That's a funny joke.
5: But I I don't understand. You, you don't live in a coffin if you're alive. How, how can that possibly be comfortable for anyone except dead people?
1: That's right. Graves are for dead people. He was right. You only put dead people in a grave. So that means it's better than a house.
5: I really... Really do not understand your logic, but, uh... Um, well, think
1: about it this way.
5: Where do you find dead people? In cemeteries, and graves, right? Do you find them in a house? Well... No, unless you're freaky or weird. Right!
1: So they have, like, they must be really, have really strong opinions about where they go. And they're like, house? That's not as good. But a grave? Alright, I'll be there.
5: So... Oh, those greedy bastards. They figured out that the graves are the better places to live, so they are skulked off in that direction. Meanwhile, the rest of us are stuck in somewhat less comfortable houses. Oh, I bet they have the the latest and greatest in personal amenities in those graves. We've got to get ourselves set up with some of those. They
1: think they're really fashionable, I think.
5: Oh, even better. You're incentivizing me to follow too much skin. Well,
1: you should try to get a grave. But before that, let me tell you what else happens. So, there's these people digging the graves, and one of them leaves. And then Hamlet comes in, and he's like, uh, I'm Hamlet. How's it going, Horatio? Horatio's there with him, too. And Horatio's like, uh, okay, how how are you? And he's like, good. So, the guy's digging a grave, and he's singing and, like, digging up dead skeletons... While he's singing, and is like, This dude is digging up dead skeletons and singing. That's not right, because those dead skeletons deserve some respect. Duh. And Hamlet's like, what is this dead guy? This could be a lawyer, maybe. But he's dead now, and now he doesn't have any lawyering to do. What do you think?
5: You know, it could be worse. They could have dug up an alchemist. Now, alchemists are tricky people, I would know, because I am one. And I have this much to say, if I were dead, I... I would certainly booby trap my grave, just so if one of these crazy singing fools comes upon my grave and tries to dig me up while singing some sort of jaunty tune, they will be in for quite a surprise. Oh, it will be curtains for them. Well,
1: that, I, that's true, because this guy is doing his grave, and Hamrit goes, hey, whose grave is this? And the guy is like, it's mine. And Hamrit is like, okay, stop making stupid jokes. Whose grave is it for real?" And he's like, it's mine because I'm in it, so, meh, 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 meh. and the hammer's like, Who are you digging it for? Who's gonna go in it right you jerk ass jerk? And he's like, Ah, oh, somebody who's dead. Duh. And the guy's like, Look, it was a woman, but now she's dead. So that's what it is. And Hamlet's like, okay, fine. Jesus, you're a jerk. Okay. How long have you been a gravedigger? And he's like, since Hamlet was born. Coincidentally, I don't know that you're Hamlet, but since Hamlet was born, that's how long. And he's like, oh, that's weird. He's like, yeah, yeah. Why is that weird? And he's like, well, I don't want to tell you that I'm Hamlet. So anyway, sorry, 30 years. You've been a gravedigger for 30 years? And he's like, yeah. You know, Hamlet, he was a, he was the prince, and now he's been sent to England. And Hamlet's like, oh, yeah, why did he get Sent to England and the guy's like cause he's crazy duh and Hamlet's like hmm are you Frank? And he's like yeah or it
5: could just be that Hamlet came to England to get the newest and greatest in fashions we are quite a source of great fashion and El-
1: well he didn't make it to England remember I said he got he was on his way to England Jordan Robot said recently and then he got taken by pirates
5: and that is why Denmark is still centuries behind us in terms of fashion they just their emissary their prime emissary just never arrived thus preventing Denmark from having any sort of uh, ability to catch up to us whatsoever. I hear the alchemy is also centuries behind us, too. That's too
1: bad, because if they had alchemy, uh, maybe Hamlet could have used it. Yes,
5: he could have engaged in shenanigans, alchemical shenanigans against the king. Always the best way to fight an evil despot.
1: But he, but he couldn't, because he didn't have it. So, Hamlet's like, so whose who's skull is this? This one I'm holding right here, whose is this? And the guy's like, oh, that's uh, Yorick, he was a jester. And, H- and Hamlet's like, oh, dude, I know that guy. Uh, I kissed him one time. Don't tell anybody, but I did. And But at that time, he did not smell like he does right now. He smells really gross right now. But I did kiss him one time.
5: Oh, how fabulous.
1: So then basically what happens is Hamlet is just cracking jokes with this dude uh, in the graveyard of the dead things, which, by the way, Hamlet was like, he shouldn't joke about dead things, and now he's joking about dead things, but okay. And then what happens? But the king and the queen and realities and people start coming in, with like a funeral, walking down the funeral time and bringing in dead Ophelia. Oh,
5: how fabulous! They're having a they're having a graveyard party. Well,
1: it's a dead it's a deadness party. It's a I mean, a funeral is like sad that somebody's dead. Do, do you not know about funerals? Have you never been to one? Well,
5: yes, but uh, we also have fabulous graveyard parties in my time. Oh,
1: well, maybe they were going to have Raiders later, but for this time, they're having a sad party.
5: And- sad parties are no fun. I mean. it's even in the name. It's designed not to be fun. Why would they be having one?
1: Because, remember what I said? Ophelia is dead. So, Hamlet's like, oh, look, there's some people. Let's hide and watch them. Haha <laughs> And Horacio's <Eraser's> like, okay. <laughs> so, then, Laertes comes out, and he's like, oh, I'm sad about it. And Hamrit is like, what? Well, that's Laertes. What is he doing? And Laertes is like, sad. And the doctor, I don't know why there's a doctor. She's already dead, but the doctor is there. And he's like,
5: she's dead. Oh, I've met him a few times in my uh, travels. The doctor? Oh, of course. Same line of work, kind
2: of. Well, he
1: was like, she's dead. Totally dead for years. That's super sad. We better bury her in the ground. And the is like, moo, moo, no, no, I don't like it. And doctor's like, too bad. She's dead. And the Ray is like, oh, my, my, my heart is breaking and stuff like that. And much like, is that are they talking about Ophelia? And the queen is there and she goes, oh, Ophelia, we're sorry about all that, and Hamlet should have married you, but I guess he didn't, so whatever. And Realtese is like, yeah, this is sad. I'm super, super duper sad. Wait, don't bury her yet. I have to jump inside of the grave, and then you can bury me in the grave with her. That kind of indicates, by the way, that We were right about the fashionable thing, because he's like, I want a grave, too.
5: Oh, yes, but it's so gosh, the way he's doing it. I mean, he, he's hes not even getting in the coffin properly. He's just going to have the dirt flung upon him. He's going to get dirty and all nasty. He's going to ruin his wonderful outfit.
1: You're right, but, he, but think about it. He ends up with a grave of his own. That's cool. And then you know how you know it's cool, is that Hamlet comes out then and goes, what is all this? You are not going to jump in that grave and, and river, river because I am sadder than you are because she was my girlfriend. So, it's me, Hamlet and I'm the saddest of them all. And the Aertes is like, that's BS. You're, you're wrong. And Hammer's like, I'm not wrong. And so they fight. And they're like, oh, I'm, just, I'm the saddest. I'm sadder than you. I'm sadder than you. No. Oh, did they
5: use any alchemy in the fight? Did they manage to, I don't know, uh, transmute some branches and perhaps use them as makeshift swords?
1: I think they transmute their hands into fists.
5: Oh, that's such an easy trick. I do that at least 20 times a day as a part of my exercise. Yeah,
1: but it's a good, it's a magic trick. I can't do it. Just
5: keep going with your alchemy lessons and maybe one day you'll be able to.
1: Maybe. But then the king is like, break it up, break it up. Okay, guys, break it up, break it up. And the hammer's like, I will fight him forever. And the queen is like, why? And, she, and Hamlet's like, 'Cause because I loved Ophelia. And he's like, nobody loved her like I loved her. And I'm like, I did. Me. And the queen is like, dudes, everybody, this Hamlet is really getting crazy now, guys. Let's just just leave him alone. Let him do his thing. We'll finish the funeral. And Hamlet's like, no, I do what I want. I'm Hamlet. And I, I'm going to do whatever. So, <laughs>
5: And then he reads. Now, in my time, when people show a sufficient level of lunacy, we just simply bleed the crazy out.
1: Riff, riff. With what?
5: We, we just cut a vein or artery open, and we allow them to bleed the crazy out. Well,
1: that's kind of what they wanted to do. Remember, they were going to poison him with a sword.
5: Well, we don't try to stick poison in him in the process. That would be kind of detrimental. I mean, sure, it would get rid of the crazy, but then you have brand new problems to worry about. These ah, these people just seem like total amateurs in the form of medicine and, uh, and applied medical science. Well,
1: maybe, but all I can say is if you stick somebody with a sword, that will kill him.
5: Oh, just... Be lead the crazy out.
1: Slash kill him!
5: Same thing. And you get upgraded to better real estate in the form of these very fashionable graves.
1: Exactly true. So, Hamlet then, like I said, he left, and he's talking to Horatio elsewhere. And he's like, oh, Horatio, so did you want me to tell you about, like, how I got back to Denmark or what? And Horatio's like, yeah. How did you get back to Denmark? And he's like, well, okay. So I was on a boat with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern sailing to England, okay? And one night, in the middle of the night, I got up and I crept around And I went, hey, what is this? uh, What is this letter that they're going to give the king of England? What what should it say? Okay, let me look. And the letter was like, hey, England, uh, when you get this, do me a favor. Just uh, kill Hamlet, okay? Thanks. And I was like, what? That's me. Uh, why is it? Who's going to kill me? Why am I going to die? Well, because the king wrote this letter. So, I was like, okay, I'm going to replace this with a new letter. The new letter says... Hey, England, when you get this, kill Rosencrantz and Gildenstern instead of Hamlet. Don't kill Hamlet. Okay, thanks. Bye. Love you, Denmark.
5: Oh, Denmark loves England, now doesn't it?
1: Yeah, apparently, but... So then he put that in Rosencrantz and Gildenstern's pockets, and they're like, Oh, we've got this rudder. And then, before they got to England so he could watch them get killed, the pirates came. Et cetera, et cetera, So that was what happened. And then all of a sudden this dude came in named Osric. And Osric is like, hey, uh, Hamlet, i got to tell you something. And Hamlet's like, uh, okay, I'll tell you something. You have an ugly hat. What do you think of that? And Osric's like, um, yeah, you're right. So, anyway, uh, Realtes wants to fight you in a, in a sword fight because he's like, I'm a better sword fighter than you are. And, uh, the king, Says he's gonna bet that you're gonna win. What do you think of that? And how it's like... What? Why? And he's like, well, maybe because you kicked his butt at his sister's funeral. And, and Hammett's like, well, maybe, maybe that's why. Anyway, uh, what if I say no? And the dude's like, I don't know, Hammer, will you just do the fight? And Hammer's like, okay, I'll do the fight. So they go to the fighting place and Hammer goes, okay, guys, before we have a fight, I just want to say some things to Rarities. Rarities, let me tell you, who, who really got you mad? Was it, was it Hamlet? No, I don't think it was Hamlet. Why not? Well, cause think about it. Hamlet is crazy. And if Hamlet's crazy, it wasn't Hamlet who did it, it was his craziness that did it. And his craziness hurts him too, so you and Hamlet are like, should be best friends. Going, oh, we hate Hamlet's craziness. Hamlet's craziness sucks. Oh, we hate it. So that's what I think you should do. Just be friends with Hamlet, okay, Rarities? And realities is like, dude, you're Hamlet. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, okay, I forgive you, but I want to fight you anyway, okay? And he's like, uh, sure. Let's Okay, let's fight. I will be the sword. And Rarity's just like, no, I have a sword. This one, this is the one I'm going to use. And he's like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. And the king's like, wait, Hamlet, go Hamlet. I'm kidding, I don't want Hamrit to win. Hamrit, go Hamrit! And Hamrit's like, right. you're betting on the wrong side, I'm not that good. And so they get ready to fight, and the king goes, Okay guys, I will drink to Hamrit, because Hamrit is like right. super cool! Go Hamrit! Jump, 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 jump! And Hamrit's like, right. thanks dude. Settle down. But okay,
4: let's fight! And they
1: fight! Fight, 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 fight! Hamlet wins! One! Out of, they, they, they don't pray to one, though. They pray to, like, you know, best out of three, I think, or something. Hamlet's like, I got you! And Laertes is like, you didn't! And aswick is like, he did. Come on. And the reality is like, okay fine, let's do another one. And the king goes, Wait, before you go, um, Hamlet, check out this poison I mean pearl that has poison no, I mean this regular pearl without poison in your drink. Bloop, have a drink. And Hamlet is like, Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not thirsty yet, because I just started. But maybe later, and the king's like, just have a little sip of it. And he's like, no. He's like, okay. So then they fight again. And Hamrit goes, I got you gun. And the Marities is like, all right, yeah, you got me again. And the king's like, Hamlet's going to win. And the queen goes, yes, Hamlet's going to win. Hamrit, check it out. I'm going to drink that drink that the king wanted you to drink. Because I'm happy for you. And the king goes, uh, oh, um, queen, uh, maybe you should not drink it, though. Because you shouldn't for rears. And the queen's like, I'm thirsty, and there's a pearl in it that is not poisoned. Why don't I just drink it? And he's like, please don't. And he, she goes, well, I'm gonna. look
5: look She drinks it.
1: And the king is like, oh, crap. That's the That was the poison drink that she just drank. This sucks.
5: Oh, looks like someone's going to get some better real estate soon. Well,
1: probably because she drank the poison. So, then Ray is like, okay, this time I'm going to get him. And the king's like, whatever, dude, I don't think you are. And Hamlet's like, let's go, come on, let's go. And they're fighting and they're fighting. And it's like, no, nothing. And they're fighting and they're fighting. And Ray gets really vicious and he just goes, screw this. And he stabs Hamlet with the braid. The poison braid, remember. And Hamlet's like, ah! Him. you jerk. He grabs Laertes' sword and he goes, I'll get you too. Hada! And he stabs Laertes with the poison blade, but he doesn't know it's poison. And then the king is like, stop him, stop him, stop him, stop him. And Hamlet's like, no, come on, let's fight. I'm gonna fight i want to fight more! I'm ready to fight some more!" And then Isaac's like, the queen is falling over. And the queen is like, eh, oh god, I'm dying. Help me. And then Hamlet's like, what's wrong? What happened to you? Why are you dying? And she goes, the dragon's was poisoned! oh my god, I'm gonna die. Don't good because of the poison. Oh. And Hamlet goes, What? Who did this? rock the doors! I'm gonna find out who did this! And the RT goes, Hamlet, you are dead! And no medicine could save you because of poison! And same for me! We're all gonna die! And you wanna know why? And who poisoned you and me and th- your mother? It's the king! But I helped him. But it was really the king! And Hamlet goes, What? How kill you? And he kills the king with the poison too And everybody's like, oh crap And he goes, I'm killing you, you bastard You killed everybody, I hate you
5: This is so gauche, I mean Who kills in the middle of a dinner party Slash fencing match Yes, you're eating and you're stabbing at people But please be civilized about it Well, but he, she, his mother just got killed Still, no excuse to just be Brandishing about your poisoned blade And be like, oh, I'll kill all of you I'll kill all of you, come on, let's engage in Fisticuffs with swords well, but
1: What if your mother was dead?
5: Oh, that wouldn't be very fabulous.
1: Well, can I tell you something? What? You're from the past. So that means your mother is dead.
5: Well, is she at least in a fashionable grave?
1: Uh, probably, I don't know. Unless unless some crown dug her up and replaced her with somebody else, like in this one. Oh,
5: I will give that brick and what for. Where is he? Where is he? That was
1: the guy at the beginning of the act. He was digging, and he was, like, digging stuff. He's in a graveyard somewhere. I didn't know he was digging up my mother. Well, he was digging up Yorick, but he probably dug up your mother, too. Where is
5: he? Denmark! Excuse me for a second.
1: No, 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 I need you to finish the story first.
5: Oh, come on, it doesn't take long to get to Denmark from here, does it? This is...
1: New Amsterdam, not old Amsterdam. Why did they change it? I okay, cancelled.
5: So. All right, continue. Okay,
1: so Hamlet's like kill, 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 kill. Yeah. And the king is like dead. Basically, he dies. And the Verities goes Hamlet. Good job killing the king. That was really cool of you. Um, listen, I'm sorry that I helped, but now I'm gonna die too. And he dies. And so then Hamlet's like, this sucks. Okay, Horatio, I'm gonna die too now. The Queen is dead. King is dead. This dude's dead. Everybody's dead. and now I'm gonna die. So you have to stay alive and tell you what. I want you to remember all of the story that Scapy just told. And I want you to tell it to everybody that you know. A lot. Because I want, if I'm gonna die, I still want to be famous. And Horatio goes, okay, I will tell everybody. And Hamlet goes, okay. Give me the poison, I'm going to drink the poison because I'm just going to die now. And then he hears a shooting, and he goes, who's shooting? I thought
5: that everybody was dead in here. What's going on? Oh, there's shooting at a dinner party and fencing match now. What has the word come to? I know, it's just not very fashionable.
1: But Azric is like, oh, remember a million years ago in like part one and part three of this thing, there was a guy called Fornbrah who was going to Poland to fight about Poland and Poland sucks, and he was going to take it over. Remember that? And him goes, yeah, 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 I remember that guy. And Azric is like, well, that guy's back, but now he's fighting with people from England. I don't even know why. And Hammer goes. Okay, uh, dude, I can't stick around to hear about this England stuff because I'm gonna die. But don't do me a favor when Fortenbrot comes in. Tell him that he's now the king, uh, of Denmark as well. Okay, what do you think of that? And now I'm dead. Bye. And Horatio's like, I am sad that Hamlet is dead. For reals. And then Block comes in and goes, um, I have a question. Why is everybody dead? And Horatio goes, well, I'll tell you. It's a really long story. It's about five acts long, but... Uh, if you hang out a minute, I'll tell you. And then the ambassador from England comes in and goes, Hey, everybody! Rose and Guildenstern are dead, just like right you wanted.
5: Oh, uh, he better me be in, uh, the most ceremonial, fabulous garb ever. Is he? Is he? Absolutely.
1: He is. He's wearing peacock feathers on his head, and he's wearing, um, Paisley jumpsuit.
5: Oh. Paisley was so last month. Oh, this takes place last month. Oh, that's okay. Then I guess a period piece. Yes,
1: so okay. So from England, he comes in and says, I'm fashionable. Roger, and 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 Gordon's dinner dead. And Horatio goes, Well, tell you what, the king is dead, so he's not here to hear your message. And he didn't send a message anyway, so start off. And Fortinbrog goes, All right, so you can tell the story. And Horatio goes, Yes. I will. And Hortenbar is awesome. Do me a favor, everybody, clean up all these dead bodies, because this is my house now, so thanks. The end.
5: Well, we all know who got the better house out of that arrangement.
1: Well, Hamlet, because he got the grave, because graves are better than houses. We already learned that. Exactly. Perfect. So, I think everybody learned a very clear lesson from Hamlet correct?
2: Hmm. Uh,
5: no, not really. I didn't really learn any lessons whatsoever.
1: Well, no, but if you think about it, because here's the thing. When you hear a scary story like Hamlet, the part that makes you scared is like you're supposed to learn from it. So think about how scared it made you. Well,
5: I suppose there was one part that uh, did kind of scare me a little. The part with all the Danish people who were so backwards on fashion and alchemy. Perhaps that is the lesson we should take out of this, and that is that the Danes should not be left to a Fact, manners of fashion and alchemy, or else they'll just uh, kill each other and then move to nice houses underground.
1: No, no, that's not, that's not the moral. I will tell you, I, because I did, I told the whole story, okay? So I understand the scary moral of the whole thing, and I will explain it, you ready? The scary moral of Hamlet is, make sure you kill the guy right away, or he will kill you a lot, because here's why. Hamlet, they should have just killed him right at the beginning of the show. Because Hamlet lived for the
5: whole show, everybody died. He was like a scary killer. Uh, Maybe he was the good guy and the rest of Denmark was the bad guys. I I could get behind that because I myself know what it's like to be in a world... by myself, being constantly challenged by unfashionable, uncharismatic bad guys. No
1: way, dude! How was the bad guy? Because think about how many people he killed. Ophelia, and Beronius, and, and the king, and the He's like, uh, did you ever see... Did you see F- uh, Friday
5: the from Jason? Well, he didn't really kill o- Ophelia, did he? He just uh, kind of sent her off to a nunnery somewhere. No,
1: he said that, but she didn't go. She went crazy instead, and then she killed herself.
5: Well, that's just insubordination. Insubordination kills. But well,
1: he killed all the other ones direct he was like, stab. He didn't kill his mother, but he did try to, like, wrestle with his mother earlier, and the ghost was like, don't hurt her, And but he then she died anyway. I think Hamlet is the bad guy, and he's scary.
5: I think due to his uh, time, at least on the way to England, he is at least somewhat more versed in matters of alchemy and fashion than the Danes are, and thus I say he's a good guy. Oh,
1: that actually even proves it. He's on his way to England, right? And what happens? He meets pirates, and he be- becomes friends with him. Who is pirates gonna like? A good guy? No. Pirates like a bad guy.
5: I've befriended quite a few pirates in my travels, and I must say that what you're speaking of right now touches on a popular myth that pirates hang out with bad guys all the time. They actually hang out with good guys, because they realize how awesome good guys are. Did you
1: ever hear there's a phrase that goes, I think, something like this? If you don't know
5: who the bad guy is... It's you. Well, then, I'm sorry to tell you this, Skip, but you are indeed a bad guy. You are... A villain, as they say. No, I mean, you're the villain. That's why I was talking about you. But I already know who the bad guys are. The bad guy's quite obviously you. Well, I am the good
1: guy. I am the protagonist of the show. I tell the story. You're the
5: antagonist. Me? I am the protagonist. I just won a debatatorium tournament. No,
2: you lost a debatatorium!
5: Well, funny thing that once I'm done time traveling, I will have won the debatatorium tournament. But
1: the time traveler only gets to time travel if he's a winner. Hmm,
5: Poppycock, those are just myths as well. We're As of right now, you're a user. If you become a winner, maybe I'll change my tune. And then become a villain, as you rightfully deserve to be, right? So
0: you're saying I'm not a villain?
5: Mm. Not yet. But once I get done with my time traveling... All
0: right, all right, all right, guys, all right. Lord Zest, if you can time travel back and change Frank Allen's mind about Depatatorium, feel free to do so, but I don't see that happening anytime soon, especially since Frank Allen is incredibly stubborn. But Scape, you think Hamlet is a bad guy? Yes, clearly. Oh, well, it's your show, so... I mean, is it still a tragedy if if the bad guy dies at the end? Yeah,
1: because everybody else died too!
0: Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Um, All right, well, uh, Lord Dess, thank you for being on the show. Um, Do you want to say anything before you go? All I have
5: left to say is, that grave digger in Denmark, I know where you live. You will not be safe from me that much longer. My advice to you is, shorten your suffering by putting my mother back in the ground,
0: and perhaps I shall go easy on you once I track you down and find you. That is quite threatening and intimidating. And I guess, um, based on Scapey's evidence, you'll have to look for him at least a month ago in Denmark, right? I have a time machine, Mr. Jordan. Mr. White, but thank you. Alright, so escape! <laughs> that's the That's the end of Hamlet. Uh, uh... What did you think? It was
1: pretty good, but everybody, if you think that was scary, come back to the next episode, where this show is gonna be even scarier than that. Much scarier than that. Much scarier!
0: Excellent! Excellent! Now let me uh, just, uh... Zip us right along. We've got one more episode of uh, This Day in History and Where Are They Now in History for the actual day uh, today. Uh, who did you get to do this one? Was it Dr. Stelloff? No, 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 I didn't. Um, uh, Dr. Steloff was not available, so we got someone else who's been on the show. It's been a long time since he's been on, uh, but he was on it at one point or, or two. Anyway, let's uh, let's get right to it. Hello, my name is Rory St. this is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Back on July 5th, 1946, French designer Louis Reard unveils a daring two-piece swimsuit at a popular swimming pool in Paris. Exotic dancer Micheline Bernardini modeled the new fashion, which Reard dubbed Bikini, inspired by the US atomic testing that took place earlier that week. Let's listen.
6: I am so excited about the invention of my new bikini. I think we should have a celebration in France with lights in the sky. I'm so excited I can't even speak French anymore. Wow, I am speaking English to accommodate your lack of French knowledge. However, I have these uh, fireworks which we should set off in well,
4: celebration. I, I brought fireworks too, but first, let's have the beautiful lady speak.
1: Oh, I feel so naked, and yet, and yet I love it! I love this invention! Thank you for creating the bikini!
4: Alright, let's just let's just light off these fireworks, then. This calls for an explosion. Yes, Ooh, let us not shiny. read the instructions on them because they are in English and we are in France. Let's talk! Oh, More birds! Let's them. get some They're bang. So yeah. yeah, bang, 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 bang. Oh, I'm going to sit on the fireworks. This will be fun. Woo!
0: My bomb and in fact all the French people died because they didn't read the instructions on their fireworks. I'm sorry if we're getting this message to you a day late, but make sure that you read the instructions on your fireworks before you set them off. It could mean the difference between having a hand and not having a hand. This is this day in history on WHRW Binghamton.
3: Oh but that's not true at all. <laughs> My name is Satan, and I'm here with Where Are They Now in History? on Cast and Don't listen to Rory and He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Fireworks are easy. Everybody can do them. It's very simple. All you have to do is light them on fire. And that French guy was right. It's great to sit on them. It's wonderful to sit on them. You can ride on them. You can ride to the moon. That's happened to a Chinese guy. That's how he got to the moon. There's a man who rides on Chinese firecrackers right to the moon. You can believe it because I'm telling it to you. Would I lie to you? Why would I lie to you? I would not lie to you. So don't read the instructions. On your firecrackers, just light them on fire, just set them off. You know what you should do? Oh, you should put ones in your ears because you know what? Even better than seeing the explosion is hearing the explosion. Don't you think so? If you put a firecracker in each ear and light them both on fire, it will not hurt you at all. You will just get a really good sound, a really good, good firecracker sound. It's perfect. Don't you think it's great? I think it's wonderful. And don't forget the smell, got to do up your nose at the same time, and the taste in your mouth. One in your eye, one in your eye, one in your ear, one in your ear, one up your nose, one up your nose, one in your mouth, one up your bum. Light them all on fire at the exact same time. It won't hurt. It'll feel. Wonderful. I promise you, it will be the height of ecstasy. It will be perfect. Make sure that you do that. Make absolutely sure that you do that. Because it will feel good. It will not kill you. It will not blow off your eye and your eye and your ear and your ear and your, and your nostril and your nostril and your mouth and your bum. I promise. And I wouldn't lie, I'm Satan. Why would Satan lie to you? There's no reason for Satan to lie to you. Satan has nothing going on with you. He doesn't care either way what you do. But he's just telling you out of the goodness of his heart because he loves you. He loves you. I love you, so do it, please. Just light yourself on fire. You could actually do that. You could cut out the middleman and just light yourself on fire. It would be almost as good as lightning's fireworks, but just about as good, in fact. Thank you very much. My name is Satan. And this is Where Are They Now in History. I'm cast in wax.
0: Satan? Really? You replaced me with Satan? Rory, it's not our fault we replaced you. You... You, you said you were too busy to do it. I had to find somebody to do it. Satan was free. He he didn't have anything going on that day. He said he could come in. But he
3: didn't he didn't justify the moral. He, in fact, said very specifically the opposite of the moral over and over again. Yeah,
0: but I thought that would be okay, because if Satan is telling you to do something, obviously it's not the right thing to do. Clearly, do whatever was the opposite of what Satan tells you. Well, I don't know if that's clear. I'm not 100% sure that that's clear at all. Well, what do you want me to do about it? You know what, Rory? If you got upset about it do them yourself. Fine, I will, yes. You will? Yes, fine, I'll do them again, I'll do them again, sure. Excellent, good, thank you, finally. By my calculations you've got what, like another 200 to do, maybe? Probably more, thank you very much, yes. Well, like I said, you gotta finish, you have to finish, you, you start something, you gotta finish it for the audience, you know? That's one thing I've learned. Fine, I'll do them. I'll do them, all right, I'll do them. Over the course of, you know, the next however long, while we're working on the podcast in general, I will keep doing them, and I'll try to do all 365 days. 366! Because of Leap Day. Yes, 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 all right, fine. Good. Excellent. Wonderful. No, seriously, that's great. Good, I'm glad you're so happy, yes. Anyway, um, Scape, it's time for, uh, you to sing a little song for us. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, because you've been, uh, busy with your, your, uh, your your classes, but... Time for you to just make up a song on the spot about uh, today's episode, right?
1: Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that.
0: Good, good, good. Wow. Well, I'm definitely not giving you moist food now. What? No, Dad, come on. You just said you're going to throw it up on my stuff and ruin my stuff. No, that was a story. Like Frank Allen said, stories are not always true. But you said stories were always true, and you're the one who told the story, so I think you're going to puke up on my stuff. Dad, I won't. I promise. That's not a promise you can keep, friend. Oh,
1: come on. No,
0: forget it. No. Uh, but let's uh, let's hang on. We, You know, this is the last uh, last big show, and it's a huge, giant show, and it's... Oh my god, it's been so long since the show started. People are probably listening to it over the course of like 20 days. But we do have a couple of pieces of email to look at, so uh, I wanted to, to to get to that. First one here is for Rory. Uh, Frank, would you mind reading this to Rory? Oh, sure, yeah. Dear Mr. St. John. It's St. come on. How many times? <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Dear Mr. Sinjin, I stumbled upon this podcast and am interested in your study of extra history. Presumably, it allows insight into parallel worlds in which aliens and monsters invade the Earth. Is it possible for the aliens to break through into our world and wreak havoc? This is very important information. Thank you, Captain Jack Harkness, Torchwood Cardiff, UK. So, Rory, uh, what do you think? Is it uh, it possible that aliens and monsters who invaded the Earth and other realities could break into our own? No, I mean, I I don't expect that to happen anytime soon. I wouldn't wouldn't say that that's very likely to happen. But wouldn't you also say that there's a world exactly like ours where it is very, very likely to happen? Well, yes, that's true, but I I don't expect it to happen to us. But there's a world where you say that, and then, like, five minutes later, aliens have invaded. Yes, that's true, yes. There's actually an infinite number of worlds where you say that, and then... Five minutes yes, later. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. But this world is not going to happen. But there's a world. No, all right, all right. Look, it's possible. Yes. Well, if there's an infinite number of worlds where it happens, wouldn't you say it's overwhelmingly likely? No, because there's an infinite number of worlds where it never happens ever. So it's a 50-50 well, I'm not sure the math works that way. That's the way it works when you're talking about your your stuff, basically. So I think, yeah, 50-50, an infinite number where it happens, an infinite number where it doesn't. That would be, you know, e- even odds. So totally, Um Mr. Harkness, it's a 50-50 shot. Flip of a coin, whether or not they'll break through. They could be here any second, or they could never come 50-50. Um, and we also have another letter here. Uh, this one is for Mr. Scape White. Um, scape, it's your final grade sheet for your your class in uh Rock Institute of Rock. Oh, cool. What did I get? What that? Well, let's find out. Um, Rory, would you mind? No, no problem. Dear Scapey, attached, please find your grade sheets for assignment six and your final exam. I've included in this email a breakdown of your grades and your final grade for the semester. I enjoyed your extra credit essay about Surf and Bird, but it didn't include as much analysis of musicality, composition, vocals, etc. as I would have liked. Instead, you chose to focus on the lyrics, which I felt was not a very in-depth analysis. I gave you partial credit for the assignment and raised your lowest grade of B- for MF to an A- It's been a real pleasure having you in class this year and I will miss having you next year Please do keep in touch On a personal note I have come to greatly enjoy Cast and Wax as something I listen to in life in addition to a place to hear your performances I am sad to hear it might be ending and I hope Jordan et al that you will pick it up again You really have something great going on here and I can see where Scapey gets some of his creativity Please enjoy your summers and I hope to hear from you soon All the best W S. William Spikechain. PhD Department Chair First Level Rock Studies Professor Introduction to Rockery Rock Institute of Rock London UK Now here is the uh, the assignment 6 grade sheet, which says, Dear Scapy, thank you for your original and enjoyable cover of Tori Amos's Silent All These Years. Your innovative changes in tempo, singing style, and instruments made this truly a cover all your own. And if I may add a personal note to this grade sheet, I must admit, I enjoyed your version much more than the original. A resounding A-plus for the last assignment of 2010. I've collected your lyrics from waxwork.com for your R.I.R. portfolio. W.S. A-plus, thank you for good, finally, doing something, getting an A-plus on something. I'm, I'm, I'm always very good. Alright, good. Well, uh, go ahead, Roy. Here's the final exams grade The escapee, I'm thrilled to give you an A for your final assignment. Simply put, this song rocked out. Your analysis of your past assignments was very pithy and self-aware, and it was a pleasure to read and hear about what you took away from each assignment. I feel that you have grown in a very well-rounded manner this year, and this song is truly a combination of this growth. The lyrics, musicality, and vocals of this song are all meshed together in an inspiring way, and I think these may be the best lyrics you've written all year. I feel that your biggest area of growth and success throughout the year has been the breakdown or bridge part of a song. In each of your original songs, you have a section where you really let go and come up with some innovative and amazing breakdowns that let the listener truly Rock out! I hope you are proud of this year's accomplishments. I've collected your lyrics from Waxwork.com for your R.I.R. portfolio. W.S. Well, you only got an A on that one. You didn't get an A plus. A is really good. A stands for awesome. Well, then A plus stands for awesome plus. Wouldn't that be better if it was awesome plus something else? What if it was awesome plus something terrible? Well, then that would be. A minus, basically. No, it would be that. That's a plus. Awesome plus something terrible is is a plus. It's technically a plus. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, uh, well, he's he's got the grades here, so you know that that uh, that comes out to all of the grades being uh, factored together. Your final gradescape for your spring 2010 class is it A? Yes, yeah, see that A is for awesome. I am awesome. All right, all right, fine. You're awesome, and that is a good grade. So thank you for getting such a good grade. You're welcome. It was
1: my pleasure. You
0: really make it sound like a pleasure when you say it like that. Um, all right. Well, good. Uh, so Scape got an A on his assignment. That's very nice. And 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 um, Professor Spike Chain likes our podcast. Well, thank you for listening, Professor. All right. Well, like I said, I, the show is going to continue. Um, somebody uh, wrote in. It was our, our friend Angela. wrote in suggesting that I, I air uh, St. Red as a new serial on the show. I'm not going to do that. Uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think the sound quality on those is not quite as good. I'd have to go in and clean them up again like I did with early Decker and Hayes, and I don't really feel like it. In addition, um, I've actually revised St. Red since we recorded it, so it's kind of out- an outdated version of St. Red. Um, it's not huge changes, but I did change it, so uh, I'd rather not do that. If you want to hear this thing we did called Saint Red, it was the very first thing we did, so it's probably the lowest quality, uh, recording-wise, and uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but it's it's up there on the website, so feel free to listen to it. Anyway, um, wow, that's um, that's pretty much the end of our our, our final uh, uh, show where we have pre-recorded stuff on it. From this point on, as far as I'm aware, anytime we do a podcast, it's going to be all original, not including, you know, some of the music will be will be re- you know re re brought out music, but all of the segments will be will be entirely new it's going to be Scary. Well, don't be scared of it. I mean we can we've done segments before. Yeah, but we've never done a show without any pre recorded stuff, but I'm sure we can do it, Jordan. It's it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I
1: just I I just go into things and just start talking, and then stuff happens that is awesome. Like in my scary stories, I just am like, hey, once by a time and I'm telling a story, and the story just turns out to be awesome.
0: But those are stories that I've told you ahead of time. You know what happens in the stories because I told them to you. Yeah, but
1: I don't even have to think about them. I just i just talk.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that you just talk without thinking. But look, I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying this is uh, this is the end of an era. Um, What what is this? 88 episodes we've done. 88 episodes over the course of two and a half years, something like that. A little bit less than that. Okay, a little bit less than two and a half years, but two and a quarter, two and a quarter years, 88 episodes. It's not a terrible run. Um, We'll try to do at least an episode a month. Um, It might take a little bit longer for the first one, because like I said, I've got this special stuff planned. But I'll try to do at least an episode a month with the guys uh, after that. And uh, maybe more. We'll see. It's going to be a crazy time. Hopefully we'll fall into a, a regular uh, pattern once we know what we're doing. I doubt it. No, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, um, until then, gosh, we'll be seeing you.